Hockey Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show, live and Hopefully on your phone or your TV or somewhere. I don't know where the hell you are. Your computer. You know, but uh, we are presented as always by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, no doubt about it. You know what I love about The Advocates? They really genuinely invest themselves in your case. See, because you don't pay The Advocates until they win your case. That means that you can chat with an attorney live online right now about your case. Did you get hurt at work and you're... Your boss is like, ah, you don't need an attorney. We got you. We have insurance. Theadvocates.com. Chat with them live online. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case. Another day, another massive update on the Pac-12. The NBA playoffs effectively start today. A former Ute is in huge trouble with the law. Um, And it it's not good at all. Like, this might be... The absolute worst story uh, that I think I've heard uh, in some time, and we'll lead off the show with it because it is breaking news this afternoon. Uh, Tavion Thomas, uh, the former running back for uh, the Utah Utes, is currently in jail on multiple felonies related to domestic violence. He will not even uh, have a, a detention hearing until April 21st. And this is a guy that was supposed to be a mid to late round pick in the upcoming draft. All that's out the window now. And the allegations, Jake, are pretty serious against Tavion Thomas. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. You know, Tavion is someone who, you know, obviously was really productive at Utah. And I think, you know, had a had an NFL career in front of him. And, and I think, you know, it's really interesting. Like if you make it to the league and then you decide to beat your girlfriend, you're fine. But if you don't make it to the league and you beat your girlfriend... Uh, you're not fine. And in Tavion's case, you know, he he decided to do this before getting drafted, before getting his meal ticket. And and that was, you know, obviously a a, a big mistake. And I think the, the thing for Tavion is that, yeah, you are going to sit in jail for, you know, what amounts to 10 days or whatever it looks like. You know, you are going to, you know, not get drafted like it's a huge problem for him. And it's and, it, and it's always it's just sad because. It didn't. It never needs to be that way. But the things he did and the way he threatened his girlfriend oh, with a knife, geez. you know, and said that, you know, if you call the cops, allegedly, allegedly, you know, if you said, you know, allegedly, he said, hey, if you call the cops, you'll be dead before they get here. He like, held her at knife point, allegedly. Uh, Tavion Thomas is accused of um, taking this woman's cell phone, um, telling her, hey, if you call the cops. You will be dead before they get here. Uh, it's just a really nasty situation. And, and honestly, if you didn't follow Tavion Thomas in the Utes last year, he was a problem. He missed a significant amount of, of playing time because of off-the-field issues. I wish I could say I was surprised by this, but frankly, I'm not. And it is it is really troubling to hear this news now on Tavion Thomas. So is. Any more of those details become available? Obviously, uh, we will let you uh, we will let you in on those details. Um, but it, it's just man, it's shocking. Yeah, it is shocking. You're about to have the biggest payday of your entire life, and all of that goes out the window. Just gone. Yeah, and I don't even know. 
I don't know how you explain it, but you, my friends, are here for as the Pac-12 turns, and it seems like we are uh, every day leading this show with the Pac-12 because it feels like over the last 10 days, there's been a lot of news coming out. We heard yesterday from the New York Post and Andrew Marshan that Colorado could be the first team to jump. Um, we have been talking a lot about the CW because there have been reports uh, that the CW and the Pac-12 were in conversations. We confirmed those reports for you. And today we find out that the CW and the Pac-12 are done talking and we have details inside of why that happened. Um, as we've been telling you for the last week or so, the Pac-12 and the CW were in conversations about a very small deal um, involving the Western footprint that CW currently brings to the table. And it was going to be for a game or two. It was never going to be all five games a week. It was going to be third tier games. So you were, you know, your first game, uh, you know, conceivably uh, would be on stream. And then, you know, your, your other games, it'd be on the CW perhaps. Well, we found out this morning from a well-placed source that those conversations broke down because the Pac-12 wanted cross-country coverage because you may know that Next Star Media Incorporated, who owns the CW, has a network of stations from coast to coast, primarily, primarily the, the biggest number of those stations are from the Rocky Mountains East, but the CW was never going to put Pac-12 football on WGN in Chicago. It was never going to put Pac-12 football on nationally, and that's kind of where this thing fell apart. Uh, we were also told by sources today that George Klyovkov is aiming for a $400 million per season payday uh, from his media distribution deal, and that this was much more along the lines of a $15 million uh, per school uh, per season payday from the CW. But it was, again, one of those situations with the CW, and we talked about this yesterday. They do not have owned and operated stations in the state of Washington or the state of Arizona. So it was always going to be a roll of the dice as to whether they could mandate that any activities with the Pac-12 be carried on those stations. And certainly it would appear that that was not the case here. And talks broke down, we were told, 10 days ago uh, at minimum now. So the CW has come and gone already. And again, we were able to confirm from the highest sources as well that Ion and Script Sports have not been in contact with the Pac-12 for months going way back to the origins of those rumors. And we were told again that those rumors had nothing to do uh, with football or basketball, that they were potentially wrapped in spring sports. So now we are back to, I think, Jake, as far as this first report goes, I think we're back to square one with the Pac-12 in their TV situation. Yeah, and I think that that's, uh, you know, not great, obviously. I think that, you know, when we talk about the evolution of the Pac-12 TV deal and, like, the momentum and where it's going, I really feel like, you know, it, it just seems like day after day, you know, we hear, hey, like, the CW, hey, NBC, you know, hey, like, ESPN had, had you know, $9 million worth of, you know, of a figure to to offer you per school. And I think what's really troubling is it just is, it, it, it's one of two things. It's either this situation where, you know, George Klyovkov is, is just been continually uh, asking too much, like over the course of this entire negotiation the last year, like looking for way too much and people aren't even close. Or it's just that people simply don't value the Pac-12 and, and you know, are just going to say, hey, take it or leave it. And I think 
That's kind of the tough part. I do think that at some point you'll have a deal, but but I think we're getting into territory here with how things are going where you you may well have, you know, uh, a, a linear deal. And then you may well have to go out and find something that provides, you know, the stream side of a deal. It feels like as the day goes by, it's getting tougher to find an outlet that will give you both sides of the coin, if you will. And that's, that's what I think is a challenge. I mean, obviously it would be great if you could wrap your entire conference into one media outlet, but that just doesn't seem like a possibility for the Pac-12 right now. No, I would agree. And I, I think, you know, what you were saying about the value of this deal, there is a significant disconnect between George Klyavkov and the people that he is talking to in the TV industry, because he continues to hammer home $400 million. The value of our deal, $400 million is what we need to get. $400 million is the payday that's coming. And, and I think, Jake, really it's creating unrealistic expectations amongst his leadership in the conference. And I think that's been a big part of why there has been frustration, frankly, about the state of this situation. Because George Klyavkov, if, if we're being totally honest, George Klyavkov is not painting, in my opinion, a realistic picture of where he is with his television partners. And I think... Um, the, the other issue that, that we continue to hear about is that he believes he is worth one thing and TV providers clearly believe he is for a $400 million package to be delivered from distribution partners. You've got to have more than five games a week. Because at this point, when you look at really what the inventory is in the Pac-12, it is five football games a week. And, and let's not get this twisted. They're paying for football. Football is what makes the bulk of the money. Now, is basketball valuable? Absolutely. Specifically in the Pac-10, the 10 schools remaining, is it valuable? Not really. You're really looking at Arizona and UCLA as basketball brands in the Pac-12, and that's about it. Even if you were to bring in San Diego State, that doesn't boost your value necessarily <coughs> directly involving basketball. This Pac-12 TV situation, sources told me today, is all about the value of Pac-12 football. That's the bottom line. And when you look at the, the 10 remaining teams, the value of the Pac-12's football package is very much in doubt. And it certainly, by anybody but George Klyavkov's uh, measure, is not $400 million. And we continue to hear, and we've reported for months and months now, that their deal is, is going to be between $20 and $25 million. And as, as you know, early as two weeks ago, we were telling you, hey, they're right about you know, $22 million, 13 coming from stream and nine coming from linear. And that's the most they've been able to get. Because when I was talking to a well-placed source involving the CW conversation, it was, the word appalling was used. They're asking for an appalling amount of money in the Pac-12. And Jake, I, I think when you don't understand the value of who you are and where you are, I think it's really off-putting to people you're asking to cut you a check. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it, it makes you look foolish. It makes you look like you just don't know what you're talking about. I mean, you know, the idea that you're asking for you know four hundred million dollars uh, on a on a package that's you know just not going to get 
you know, your, your client for a million dollars worth of value is, mm. it, I mean, that's what makes you look foolish. And, and I truly believe like it, it, it could be a billion dollars. The, the, the figure really isn't even the issue. The issue is that your value doesn't justify the figure. So if you're going to ask for $400 million, you damn well better have a way to prove that you can provide $400 million worth of viewership and $400 million worth of, of value to those clients. And, and that concept is, is as old as dirt, man. Like that's business. That's not something new. That's not something, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel with that concept. So that's why I say like, I often wonder, Hey, like what is the conversation between George and, and the presidents and the, and the leadership in the PAC 12, because mm. you got to remember that if the presidents don't value X, Y, or Z and feel like, you know, the, the price of, of their TV deal should be $5 when everyone else thinks it should be one, George is at their mercy. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. So George is going to be the scapegoat. George is going to be the guy that's going to take the blame, but the real people at fault here are the presidents. This goes all the way back to, you know, replacing a guy like Larry Scott with George Klyovkov. We're only here because you did that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I, I wonder again, and I know we've wondered a lot about this on the show, but how unified is this conference? Because when you look at the, the narrative that is coming from the parrots in the conference and the parrots in the media who support this conference, we're together. Everybody knows the deal. Nobody's leaving. And then you hear these, you, you, well, but, but you hear the Stuart Mandels of the world and you hear the Dennis Dodds of the world, the people who have been down the middle on this, talking about the fact that, hey, Colorado could jump right now. You know, it, It's not a matter of waiting for the TV deal. Colorado could jump right now. And it tells you that there are, are absolutely cracks in the foundation of the Pac-12. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we've all also heard is that, um, you know, Straight up today, we were told that ESPN and the Pac-12 have spoken this week um, and that there seems to be with the Pac-12 and with George Klyovkov specifically, there seems to be a higher level, if you will, of urgency to get ESPN and get a deal done with ESPN. Because as we've told you, not to keep saying we've told you, but as we've told you for months and months now, the presidents in this conference don't see a deal without ESPN. And so the avenue to keep this conference together is, in fact, for George Klyovkov to negotiate the best deal that he could possibly get from ESPN. And we were told today directly from well-placed sources that ESPN and the Pac-12 have spoken um, about a framework of a deal. The issue is that, again, we were told the number that ESPN wants to pay per year for the Pac-12 is $90 million. But that includes a game a week on TV and a game a week in the app and on, on ESPN+. Plus. The problem with that is, obviously, that's not going to cut the mustard if you're Apple TV or if you're Amazon. Now, if Amazon, let's say, and we've told you on this show that Amazon's looking at a Friday night Pac-12 game of the week, that could work because going back months and months and months, back to October when we first reported it, exclusively right here on the Monty Show, we told you ESPN does not view Amazon as a competitor. It just simply will not get into a, a, a fight that allows ESPN to pay a penny more than they would have to pay for these rights. They're just simply not going to do it because there's not a need there for ESPN to overpay for these rights because frankly, it's a nice have, it's not a must have. Mm -hmm. And in TV, that is a very big difference. So my question on this deal is, 
And I asked this directly to our source today, do you see this ever getting beyond $100 million? And my source told me, hey, we'd like to pay $90 million, and I don't, I don't see us going beyond that, but I could never imagine a scenario where it goes beyond $100 million a year. And, and to me, if you're only, and let's say it does get to $100 million, if you're only getting $10 million a year from your linear, linear TV partner, that's a problem. Yeah, That's a problem because you're not getting multiple games. You're probably you know, giving your best game away you know, every single week to ESPN and ABC, and you're hoping that that game is of consequence. Because I think the other thing that this does is it, it prevents you from getting a grant of rights done. I, I'm a firm believer that at that number, there's not a chance in the world that you're going to get the 10 current, you know, existing members who right now are committed to moving forward in this conference. I don't see any way you get all 10 of them to check the box on the grant of rights. I, I just don't see how that's at all possible. Yeah, no, you're 100% spot on. And I think that it's been the core issue for how long? I mean, the the again, the philosophical issues with the presidents, with you know, with, with the leadership in the Pac-12, has been the essence of of this issue, and that's why I say the presidents are able to hide behind George Klyovkov and are able to say, "Well, George is out negotiating, and yeah. you know, he's doing his thing." Like, but ultimately, it comes back to them because George is going to go out to market and get what he can get, and they're going to decide. So, to me, the philosophical issues in the Pac-12 have always been the the core, you know, issue. They've always been the biggest hurdle in the conversation. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's no there's no getting around that. And honestly, I think I also think that, you know, if we take it a step further with the philosophical thing like, hey, some of these schools I don't think are real incentivized to stay in the pack. They're just committed to seeing what the number would be so that way they can make it seem like it's a it's a educated decision. But I I, I would not be surprised at all if there were handfuls uh, a handful of schools in this conference who were like, "Yeah, we're ready to go." We just want to make sure the optics are are good. I, I think, boy, that's an interesting word you use, optics. Yeah. Because I do think that optics is one of those words that matters. You know, and a big part of this report, um, you know, and the, 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 one of the sources I spoke to used the word urgency. There is a renewed sense of urgency from George Klyovkov to get this deal done. I don't know if that's connected to Colorado or not, frankly. But what I think it is and what we've heard repeatedly, and again, I know this pisses off our Pac-12 brethren, and I, I, and I understand that. I understand why, why you're frustrated, why you're nervous. I totally get it. But what I think this says that TV sources are telling us that there is a renewed sense of urgency from George Klyovkov, that's telling us that there are more than Colorado ready to go. Mm -hmm. That's telling me that when George Klyovkov is having his executive meeting this week, and their, their conference calls, and he's talking to presidents, because again, we, we outlined it on this show, and then it was reported widely across the country, that there are calls and meetings every single day between presidents and George Klyovkov. He is constantly having to put out fires around the conference in frustration. And I think a lot of that is the questions that continue to be lobbed by a-holes like me at presidents in the Pac-12. Stay hard! I can only imagine that that gets frustrating. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine that it wears you out every week when Dennis Dodd calls you and says, hey, is there anything new? Because I, I, frankly, I, I'll be <laughs> candid with you. It's getting, it is getting uncomfortable for me just to call my sources in television at these major networks 
And, it, you know, it, it, it feels like there's, there's a, oh, we're going to talk about this again. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And we sit on the show every day and we're like, oh, we got to talk about this again. Again. And I think when you're, you're hearing that the Michael Crows and the, the, the Robins and the Randalls, the Cossays, the, the presidents in this conference that are so frustrated and half of them want streaming and half of them don't. All of them want ESPN, but they're not going to be happy with a game a week on, on broadcast TV and a game a week in the ESPN app mm-hmm. because that leaves you three games that are that are just hanging out there. And if you're one of those six teams, how does that make you feel in recruiting? What is the it, which is something else? One of my TV guys brought up to me today. This is killing the Pac-12 in recruiting. Yeah, because you are talking to juniors every single day of the year. You are talking to high school juniors who a year from now will will be ready to finish their senior year and go on to college and play ball somewhere. Hey guys. And because they have no idea, will we have a TV deal? Will there still be 10 members? Will there be a conference at all? Uh, when camp opens in the fall of 2024, will this conference still exist on July 2nd, 2024? I don't know the answer to that question. And if you're Kyle Whittingham or you're any of these other great coaches in this league outside of Chip Kelly at UCLA and now Cliff Kingsbury at, yeah. at USC, yeah. who was brought onto the staff to work with with quarterbacks and yeah. Lincoln Riley brought Cliff Kingsbury. Those guys are those guys are talking about being in big games in the Big Ten. But but if you're Dillingham at ASU or if you're fish at Arizona, I mean name it. Yeah. You're you're swimming upstream now because you have no idea where you're gonna be. Yeah. I truly think. The, the answer of, I'm, you know what? I'm not sure. That's how, if a kid, if you're sitting in a kid's living room or in a locker room or in an athletic director's office at a high school and a kid says to you, Hey, you know, is that what's going on with this TV deal? I have um, no idea. Um, I have no idea um, because if you lie to him and you say, Oh, we're good to go. It's good to go. And then Colorado bails and Arizona bails and people are misinterpreting what I'm saying. They're not coming to play for you. Yeah. And the problem is you have no idea when that's going to happen. You have no idea when a TV deal is going to be announced. I mean, this is absolutely gutting you in recruiting. Now, corporate sponsors, not so much, right? Because if you play at, you know, America First Field or you're, ga- you're still going to play games. College football is not going anywhere. It's just a matter of what conference are you going to be in. So your corporate sponsors, absolutely. Now, does it hurt the dollar value of your corporate sponsorship? Sure it does. Yeah. But right now, I think this is crippling you. Absolutely crippling you when it comes to high school recruiting right now. Absolutely. And I think the 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 you know the the future relationships you would pursue in everything from recruiting to corporate sponsorship like the people who are not your sponsor right now who may have been interested in are just in our quote monitoring the situation hey we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wait and, and monitor the situation monitor the situation Dude. guy is not real pleased with monitor what you're doing the situation right guy yeah i got one for you monitor the situation guy who's trying to figure out if he's got enough butter for the toast isn't real pleased with what's going on in the pac-12 here, here right now go. 
Here we go. Uh, while we, uh, <laughs> while you guys hit the like button, let us tell you that uh, Bucked Up Energy is the official energy drink of the Monty Show. If you are new to this show, maybe this is your first time ever watching the show. We always have hookups for you at Bucked Up Energy in the description below on this YouTube channel. If you're listening on our audio podcast as well, awesome. In the description below, you're going to see a link that says free Bucked Up samples. Click on it. They're going to send you three free samples of your choice. You go in, hey, are you a pre-workout guy? Are you a BCAs guy? Man, I cannot say enough about the racked BCAs. I love grape, but peach ring is another great flavor of BCAs. I can't say enough about the products at Bucked Up, and you don't even have to take my word for it. You get three free samples, and they're giving you a free shaker, any color combination you want. So get them sent to your house for free, right? And then make a decision. And when you're ready to buy, make sure you use the promo code MONTY uh, to save 20% off at checkout at buckedup.com. But go get the free samples, you guys. I tell you, every day on this show, Miami is the the greatest beverage. Miami Bucked Up Energy, zero sugar. If you're like me, you're a zero sugar guy. I don't drink my calories. Uh, This entire can has a grand total of zero calories in it. We don't drink our calories on the program, right? So Bucked Up Energy is fantastic in the state of Utah. Make sure you go to any of their Bucked Up stores. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. They're going to give you a free can of Bucked Up Energy. I personally shop in South Jordan and Murray. Uh, The Orem store is amazing. Farmington Station down in our good friends in the GZ. What's up, Southern Utah? You guys are on fire today. I think it's like 170 degrees in St. George, Utah today. (laughs) Go get yourself a nice ice cold bucked up and chill out. But first, click the link in the description below to get your free samples. All right, let's handle some financial business because Stephen Smith gives us a $10 tip to say, what are you guys' thoughts on your mark announcement about the Big 12 going to Mexico? Again, something else we say on this show every single day. Yeah. Brett Yormark made an announcement. How about that? It's like every day. Dude, I mean, it's just clockwork. And I, I, I don't know how you, if you are, and if you're Klyovkok, and you're trying to, and you're trying to save, not run, you're trying to save the Pac-12. What is it that you say when you hear Rucker Park? When you hear, oh, our, uh, wow, look at that, the, the Big East, Big Twelve ba- basketball battle was announced again today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to Mexico. I think it's fantastic. I think it's exactly what you should be doing, which is you should be growing your footprint. Yeah. If you can get fans throughout throughout the hemisphere, why wouldn't you do that? From Canada to Mexico to Central America, like why wouldn't you do that? Thanks. There's there's just no there's no downside to it because if let's say, you know, in the future wherever the Big 12 winds up streaming, hey, if you can go play a basketball tournament, if you can go play a, a Maui Invitational in Mexico City, yeah. If you can go play a Maui Invitational uh, in, you know, Quebec, Toronto, Montreal, I, why wouldn't you? If you can go play an outdoor tournament or clinic in, at Rucker Park in New York, why wouldn't you? Because what's that doing? That's lighting the fire of pipelines for your talent, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, whether it's baseball. It doesn't matter. You're ex, you're expanding by exposing your brand to people who didn't even know you were alive. Yeah. That's the name of the game, friends. Like, why would you not do that, right? Yeah. Uh, First one in today is uh, J.K. Marshall, 
who commented all the way back at 12 o'clock this afternoon and said exclusive, oh, I'll be there. <laughs> Mike Chase, oh, that's nice of you. Mike says, uh, good luck tomorrow on your colonoscopy cleanse. Get you something nice to read, a pillow to rest your head. You have a colonoscopy on Thursday. Dude, tomorrow's going to be rough, bro. It, it is It is absolutely going to be rough. Yeah. Um, I, we will, yeah. By the way, we are off tomorrow. Hopefully, I have my colonoscopy Thursday morning at 7. Hopefully, we'll, you know, the boho be, you know. You know. You know, um, fine you enough know, to be um, ready to go. You know. You know Hugh Janus. On, on Thursday. <laughs> by the way, uh, Jake, pull it out. Michael yeah! Payne. What's up, bro? Michael Pack, good to see you. Are you guys a member of the show? If you are not, make sure you hook it up. You can be a member of our exclusive um, members-only content for $9.99 a month. That gets you into our members-only Instagram chat where we loaded all of our Pac-12 information ahead of time today. You'd have known about this at about 11.30, 12 o'clock today. Yeah. You would have known about this because we put it in our Instagram chat first, always. When you Thanks. when you join our show and you support us for $9.99 a month, you get all of our inside information first. So, Michael Peck, appreciate you. Uh, Meta Rocket 304. Okay. Meat Rocket, or excuse me. Uh, Meat Rocket. <laughs> I misread that. Meat Rocket. 304. Hiscock. Is that on your birth certificate? He gave us $10 to say, regardless of what happens between the Pac-12 and the Big 12, I hope you continue to cover the Big 12 in the future. I've been watching your show daily for months now. Appreciate that, I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, I mean, obviously with you know where we are here in the Western United States. United States. And we're a national show, but we absolutely talk a ton of Big 12, talk a ton of Pac-12. Uh, we talk a ton of college sports all day long right here on the Monty Show. Keaton Critchlow says, hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Good to see you. What's up, Brad Turner? He says, is he the only one that was living in his car at one point? I think it's pretty clear Tavion has some mental stuff going on. Dude. It's rough. It's terrifying. Yeah. It is terrifying. What's going on? If you're just tuning in on the show, Tavion Thomas this afternoon is in jail. Um, Tavion is under arrest for domestic violence-related charges. He allegedly threatened his girlfriend with a knife took her phone away from her and told her if she was to call authorities, she would be dead before they arrived. Tavian Thomas is in jail and he will not even see a detention hearing until April 21st, 10 days from today. That's right. T. He's going to be in jail that entire stretch. The NFL draft is the least of his worries. Now he's fighting for his freedom. And it's a very scary situation if you have not seen it. Yeah. Um, you just hope that everybody's okay there. Uh, Tanner Plummer, the super soaker, says this sucks for Tavion in society. We need to have some sort of come to Jesus moment when it comes to this stuff. But let's be honest, Tanner. This is not the first time that Tavion's had off-field issues. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're being if yeah. we're being truthful, right? We heard about this all last year. He missed yeah. a ton of time. And it was always off field, uh, you know, personal issues in or the doghouse with wit. Yeah, Tavion's not available, and <coughs> you know what? Next man up, dude. Next man up. See Kaufman, my guy. What's up? The grant of rights runs out August first, twenty twenty four. They don't need a notice if there is no contract. Nobody has any obligation to this Pac twelve conference after the coming athletic cycle. So once this, and I, I, I actually think the contract runs out July 1st, 2024. Um, once 
once they go through football, basketball, spring sports, it's over. I, I am telling you, long before that date, and I would guess it would be in the next two to six weeks, I believe multiple members will make significant decisions. And whether it's stay or go, I, the Colorado thing is really interesting to me because I do believe I do believe that Colorado makes a lot of sense, and we've talked about this. Yeah. We've talked about this on the show right? several times. So I, I just happen to think that, you know. I mean, Prime, Prime is an aggressive guy, you know, and that – and again, that's always what I go back to. I mean, again, whether he wins or loses, you can't take away from the fact that he's a forward-thinking, new-age type of personality, and that's very clearly what Brett Yormark is. I mean, the, the Mexico thing, the, I mean, there's so many examples. So to me, just on that baseline, it's a match. Tanner Plummer says, whip it out, Jake, and that's because go Black 45. Yeah, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Black 45. Appreciate you being here, my friend. Thank you very much. Uh, Bob Holsey says he allegedly threatened her with Rudy Gobert. Well, we probably shouldn't see joke that. About see that? That was that. Was, you tried guys. too hard on that one, buddy. Probably shouldn't joke. Yeah, about yeah. Tens too much. Yeah. Uh, Go Black says I'm back, baby. Let's I'm go. Back. If you want to be a member of the program, there's the link right there. Again, one ninety nine or nine ninety nine. You make the choice. Um, anybody that's a one ninety nine member, we always are going to read your comments first. Um, like Jacob Delambo who says, uh, what's going to happen to all those recruits from Florida and Texas? Well, my guess is they're going to end up at the Big 12. I mean, if you're, a, if you're a Texas football player, it's going to be tough to get out of the Big 12 now. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, unless you're an elite player and you wind up at UT in Austin or, you know, I could see Texas A&M, obviously, that puts you in the SEC. But it's awfully difficult to think that you're going to get out of the state of Texas if you're an elite football player. I mean, if you... You want the Big 12, you want the SEC, okay, they're right there in your backyard, right? So the question becomes how much of the Big 10 is coming in to Texas to steal recruits? Yeah. That's the ultimate question. So we'll see. Uh, Matt Hart says, Pac-12 next year, Washington, Oregon, Utah, Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State, San Diego State, Fresno State, and SMU. You know, the Washington, Oregon part, I'm I'm down with that. Utah, I, I don't know. I'm not convinced on Utah. I, I have I have gone back and forth on this a thousand times. I really have. I've gone back and forth on this a thousand times. I mean, it, you know, I wish it was as simple as bbqpitstop.com to get yourself some asado seasoning. Because if it was, I mean, we wouldn't even be having this conversation, right? Because oh. you you know that when you you hear bbqpitstop.com, you think, okay, well, now I got the best equipment, whether it's a Traeger, a Yoder, a Big Green Egg, or a Camp Chef. I've got now, the best now, equipment. Now we're really cooking. bbqpitstop.com. But if I want that asado seasoning, or if I want the wing dust, or the rub, or the sauce, or the tongs, because yeah. every man needs a good beefy set of tongs, yeah. uh, an apron, I'm pellets for, for my smoker, uh, accessories, a cover for my smoker. Jake used our smoker this weekend, left the cover off, poured rain, destroyed the smoker. That's a lie. Uh, it doesn't rain anymore in Utah. Uh, but we have this beautiful cover, and the smoker looks brand new. Even after this winter with all the snow and rain, the smoker is spotless because it's a Traeger, 
and the Traeger covers the best cover in the business, bbqpitstop.com. Make sure you check them out. And Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, St. George, Murray on State Street, right across from the mall. And in three days. Yeah. Hello, Payson. Yes. Payson, Utah. Yes, yes, yes. You are the newest home of a barbecue pit stop. Get out and support them Friday and Saturday for their grand opening weekend at Barbecue Pit Stop in Payson. Let's go. Love You love to see it. Those guys just bust their ass to give you great service. BBQPitStop.com. Uh, Zesty's Retro and Games. Hi, guys. How's everyone today? Brutal. Yeah. Uh, uh, from uh, uh, um, I, I'm guessing 24 hours from now, I'll be sitting on the can somewhere. Uh, <coughs> Truck Stop Gumby. <coughs> Can't lie. Uh, you mean the college and universities aren't going to disappear if there's no media deal? It's really strange because you tell them, hey, they're going to the Big 12. Oh, well, how are we going to get... Does Rikers Actual Stadium fit on the back of a flatbed? <laughs> I mean, what are what is the uh, what is the uh, rate for uh, gas per mile on this flatbed here, sir? I think it's so funny. I I, I truly believe that people are like, oh, USC is going to the Big Ten, dude. I mean, they're going to move their film film school. That's a lot of packing. What what's going to happen to the granddaddy of them all? What, I mean, what's going to happen to the to USC's campus in South Central. I mean, my God. They don't physically move people. They don't physically <laughs> move them. You know. They, they don't. They spray paint the field with a different logo, guy. Yeah. Mike M says Colorado should be relegated to the Big 12. Here relegated. We go. Here we go. Relegated. Oh, look at you. Take it easy. I'm a Chelsea fan. That word's a little too close to home this year. So uh, let's relax. DeLambo says, dang, using Rudy as a soft threat and a non-criminal threat. Exactly right. Savage, bro. Exactly right. Uh, Brogram, truck Brogram. stop Gumby says. Brogram. What's up, bro? No, bro. Brogram. Hey, bro. Brogram. Ron McClure, how are you? Prime overrated as of now. He's proved nothing. Oh, please. Please. I mean, I... It, I'm sure. Wait. Here we go. Both, but what, before you talk about, you know, Coach Prime, both hands above the Here table, please. Here we go. Anita Dick and me. Here yeah, we and go. You're a, Jake's a huge Prime guy. Holden Middick. You know, Jason Ritchie. Pac-12 is in serious trouble, and the Big 12 is the lawnmower. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, honestly, I think the lawnmower is ESPN. Yeah. I think, and I'll just go back to what we've talked about. I, I think ESPN... Absolutely has no dog in the fight. It doesn't care. ESPN does not care what's going to happen. If the Pac-12 fails, cool, man. Come on in, man. Big 12's open for business. We'll pay you $31 million a year and you $31 million a year and you $31 million a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get Pac-12. You're dead. Okay. Bye, Cleopatra. Hey, Washington. Come on over. You get $31 million. And... Phil Knight, ah, fuck off. All right, Stanford, you get 31 million to fight. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Because ESPN already has a deal in the Big 12, to which they've said, we'll pay any P5, <clears throat> Pac-12, school, $31 million a year. Come on in. Come on in. Uh, Mike M says, a Pac-9 would still look better than a flyover 12. Okay, what is a flyover conference yeah, so, Well, we've graduated now. See, so now we've graduated from truck stop conference to right, flyover right, conference. Right. See? So, I mean, we're doing a little better. This is, this is what I don't get. Somebody needs to help me. And look, I know I'm just a simp. I totally get it. As a simp, if you could just You're help casual. me with 
on the truck stop conference. Okay, there's truck stops all over California. Um, Just saying. Also, great state of Oregon, truck stops everywhere. Like an infection, dude. It's, I mean, please. So now it's a flyover conference. On to Cincinnati. So I'm just asking, they don't fly planes over any Pac-12 schools or states or that. Re like you, you ever heard of LAX? You come on over the mountains, like they don't have airplanes over there, right? It's all it's all covered wagons and horses. Too bad. <laughs> what are you talking about? Too fucking bad. What man. are you talking about? Uh, Kurt Meyer says, Monty, do you have the Miralux on tap yet? Yes, dude. I do. Dude. Yes, I do. An entire bottle of Miralax going down the hole tomorrow, bro. Dude, it's not going to be good. Not going to be good. Gary, what's up, my guy? Athletically and academically, Utah is a fit for the Big Ten, 9-3 and three or 10-2. and two. But I don't think that they think they're a fit for the Big Ten. That's the problem. And I don't think the Big Ten thinks they're a fit for the Big Ten. Yeah. So, Kent Hone. Uh, so what about this last class that just signed to Pac-12 schools thinking they're going to be on TV? Do they enter the Prancher portal? I mean, this is getting to be a mess. Well... Where's your school going? What conference are you going to be a member in? It's absolutely becoming a mess. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. It's becoming a mess. I mean, it's it's not even, at this point, it's not even ar ar arguable. Oh, look at that. Vacationing McCluskey is back. He's a member of the show. Let's go. Holy cow, McCluskey's back. Bro, are you seriously on vacation, though? Mayor McCluskey, where have you been? That's why the chat's been so wild. The mayor is, you know, not here right now. That's right. Uh, Jake Nelson says, please call us the truck stop. So, uh, show some damn respect. Okay, fuck you. How's that? <laughs> Keith Carl says, flyover conference right when Klyovkov's head is in the clouds about his $400 million. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. for my money, that's the biggest problem. Yeah. That George Klyovkov has valued his media rights, allegedly, according to sources and TV, yeah. who have told us he values his media rights at $400 million. That's insanity. Dude. That's insanity. What are you doing? Uh, Mayor McCluskey says, and who unsubscribed me? Well, well, you did. I believe Tanner Plummer did. Because it's all part of the plan. You know, Renee Roca, member of the program, state of Texas, flyover, the mecca of football. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a dumb insult. Yeah. I, and, and we've asked this for like weeks now. Why is truck stop conference an insult? Why? I, somebody needs to, and I, and I know, again, my little simpleton brain. Yeah, your pea brain. I understand it. Somebody help me understand. I'm unfamiliar with it. You know. You know, I'm not too familiar with that. Maury Alvarez, our uh, our resident Floridian, the Eastern Ambassador is here. All right, <laughs> let's go to our uh, Far East Ambassador um, from the. Uh, I don't believe they have truck stops. They only have meth labs in Florida. Oh, so the SEC and the ACC, the meth lab conference. Yeah, a Florida man is here. Okay. Very good. Uh, Cougar Tail, just like the Arrogance Conference, would never connect up with Mexico to intermingle and grow the Big 12 brand. Very true. Laura Weiss says, we have indoor plumbing. Stop lying, Laura. We've talked about this with you. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. You sent us video of you digging that hole in the, in the backyard behind that big old oak tree that's dead. Hey, guys. Hey guys. Right? And... Hey guys, your shopping cart with your possessions, and I saw you squatting behind that tree, Laura. Donnie, you're out of your element. 
We have indoor plumbing. Bro. That's where we are. We have indoor plumbing. That's fucking interesting, man. Which is amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> tell man. you. Let me tell you something, boy. It's been a good week over here in Arkansas. They actually put plumbing in the house, boy. <laughs> what? You... <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Tanner Plummer, for our next Monty Show gathering, we should do it at a truck stop. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Big Jack 512 says LMFAO. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Robert Moffat says, I like pack uh, commies making lattes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. Whatever Taylor you say Smith there. says, Utah in the Big 12 makes too much sense. It does make too much sense. Yeah. Utah should be in the Big 12. I know. That and stings. they could win the conference year one, dude. I agree. Uh, Go Black 45. When should SEC ask for uh, more Ask more of Sankey? Yeah, we are secure, but there is nothing being offered new, especially for the fans to get excited about. Well, there's something in that. And, and this is not the first time this has come up either because it's the SEC is supposed to be, you know, and is, let's be honest, the best football conference in the country. You have a pretty mid-level TV deal. I mean, it's nowhere near, nowhere near what you have in the Big Ten. Right. Like, not even close. So, I don't know how you how you justify that. Yeah. That's what I would say. I mean, I, I just don't know how you justify it. Uh, let's see. Jeremy says, uh, hey, I set foot in the world's largest truck stop yesterday. And it's definitely in Big 12 territory. Whatever. You know. Is there a sign that it say the world's largest truck stop? You know. Can you measure it? I'm, I mean, you know. Uh, I, you know. Uh, Renee Roca. Oh, hello. Hello. Uh, the Big 12, the Flyover Conference, the WAC Pack, the Dawson's Creek Conference. Ooh, wow. Dawson's Creek. Bro, if that's not my childhood, I don't know what is. Dawson's Dude, Creek. my mom was obsessed with that show. Was she really? Oh, yeah, bro. Oh. Dude. Uh, Rick Rick James. Rick James. Uh, Monty, keep the plunger handy. The bowl will be filled. Dude. We clear so again, on that? All of the toilet, Miralux. <laughs> I'm having a colonoscopy on Thursday. We're off tomorrow because I will be crapping myself. When I die, I'm going to paradise. You have to take, I, I'm not even, an entire container of Miralux. You, yeah, you pour it into this awesome mix. I'm using body armor. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Not good. DeLambo says, best case scenario for Utah is landing in the Big 12. I would agree with that. Truck Stop Gumby continues to slander himself by showing pepperoni pizza. Um, Nobody likes pepperoni yeah, pizza. Yeah, dude. I mean, what? why do you Why do you keep running, on that, running that out there? I mean, at least go sausage if you're going to go meat on pizza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Callahan says, going 9-3 and three or 10-2 and two is a lot easier in the Big 10 than the Big 12. I would agree. I think the Big 10 is weak-ass. Hmm. I think it's the worst football conference in the country of the, the power conferences. Yeah, and from on the field, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I know Oregon State's no Purdue. But they'll do. But That's they'll pretty much self-explanatory. You know. Tanner Plummer says, a person who unsubscribed the mayor needs to be executed ASAP. Shame. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Seriously. Exactly. Uh, Bolton was put on waivers. Eddie uh, Stoss says, the pack is soon to be the Mountain West when a few schools jump. Dude, you're not. It, it, in the comments, a month from now, how many schools will have left 
schemers trying to control their little world. I think I think two? the most two dos dos uno dos, dos cinco. Uh, I think two. I think two. So uh, vacationing McCluskey says I'm back to lay down the law. You fools better check yourself, bro. Are you on vacation? Were you or on not, vacation? Yeah, what's like, the what's, story, man? What's the deal here, man? Where'd you go? Yeah. Um, zero one Mad Cat says so. What happens when the Comcast money? Uh, that the Pac-12 has to pay. I believe that it's a... Um, I, um, I've heard a couple explanations of this, so I'm going to say I don't know. Um, but the explanations I've heard essentially say each Pac-12 school signed a essentially a contract that says if this happens, they owe their portion of that money. Yeah. I believe each one of those members owes their money. But again, I think this is a, a, another reason... Why NBC Universal should be involved? Yeah, I mean it. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. J.K. says truck stop women are hot. Wow. Do what? you want to set up the meeting? I mean, I'm not going to judge you for being a fan of lot lizards, but you know, let me know how that works out for you, man. Spinal. You know, back is broken. I broke my back. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, truck stop Gumby says, what part of Texas did Aaron Rodgers and Marshawn Lynch come from? Waco. <laughs> no, I'm not going to play your stupid games. Aaron Rodgers was born in the David Koresh house. See, here we go. Here we go. I almost, I almost got away with it. Oh I almost got God, away with it. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, Andrew Streeter gives us $5 to say, how are we just going to pretend like we don't all love truck stops? All the planes, also planes never fly over big markets. They land and taxi through the highways. Well, there you go. See, I mean, there is something to be said for a good truck stop. I can get it. Kick it. We'll flow. I can get, I can get a CB radio. I can get me some blue blockers, some Mike and Ike's and venereal disease. And some so, bucked up. I mean, you know, I said veneer. Right. But bucked up's more important. Having uh, fun is the name of the game. God. Oh, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're clearly not there. I mean, I mean, come on in, God. Please. Educate. Oh, hello, Ron Jeremy. Good to see you. Uh, not really. Hiscock. Uh, Hiscock. Exactly right. Rick James. Rick James, how did we get in? Why did you bring up truck stops, please? Uh, truck stops have some of the best food and lot lizards. Okay. Uh, uh, Christopher Shannon says, and thank you, Aaron Wilson. What did Aaron Wilson say? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I love, I'm, I'm a huge fan of truck stops. I am. I'm a huge fan. Kurt Meyer says, Jake, uh, how is the new squeeze working out? Scock. Yeah, not bad, bro. Appreciate you asking. Um, Tanner Plummer, Aaron QAnon Rogers would fit right into Waco and David Korash. Waves in opposition. He would. 100% he would. You're not wrong. 10 minutes uh, to the top of the hour. Uh, you know, I think what's interesting about, about this conversation today is that I, I, I think we're at a point now where there's a lot of burnout on this. I mean, if we're being totally honest about it, like I think the most significant piece of news that, that we've reported today, I, I think no doubt about it, um, is that ESPN and the Pac-12 have spoken in the last week. Yeah. I think that is that is I think that's an indication of how serious George Klyovkov is. Well, I think 
there's no denying the the darkness that lays at the end of the tunnel if you don't get a deal done soon. I mean, I, I, again, I, you know, mm. we've had so many conversations over the last month about how, you know, the Pac-12 presidents want to run it out there that they have all kinds of time. And, you know, we would have just now started negotiating our TV deal had we not gone to market early. And it's like, dude, like you can keep saying that, but the reality is you're out of time. And, it's just and, not true. Yeah. And like, you know, you can, you can be delusional about it. You can tell yourself the sky is red when it's actually blue. And, and we all know that it's a, it's just a garbage narrative. And I think the, the, the problem is, is uh, once again, George just doesn't have a leg to stand on in negotiations. So he winds up, you know, going back to these people and being like, oh, you want to, you want to offer us 150 million? Well, here's the price, 400. And then they don't get anything done. Like, it's just, it's terrible. Yeah, I really struggle with, um, oh, Aaron Wilson is passing out memberships. Oh. Oh, okay. My bad. I was unaware of this. I was unaware of this point. But I am happy to uh, go back and uh, hook that up. Thank you, Aaron Wilson, for handing out memberships. Um, <laughs> Bro, you guys are going ham with the They're it like you guys. <laughs> Like I'm looking at Oh, it's crazy, bro. Okay. Dude. Okay. Hey, listen, man. I appreciate anybody that gives out memberships. Thank you. My God. My God. Dude, we've jumped into hyperspace here, bro. Aaron Wilson gives Dude. uh Christopher Shannon was gifted a, a membership by Aaron Wilson. Let's go. Thank you. Appreciate that. Aaron Wilson gives away another one to two master. Two master. Let's go. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, Aaron Wilson gives one to Michael Tamez. Michael Tamez. Let's go. Appreciate that. And again, you guys, I'm telling you now, um, if you're getting gifted memberships, they do expire. And uh, we appreciate when you guys support the show. Look at Bigfoot Duck. Bigfoot Let's Duck. Go. Let's go. Appreciate that. Always good to uh, see my guy, Bigfoot Duck. Uh, Salty Drunk says, hey, Lopes. Good to see you, Salty Drunk. Good to see you, Lopes Man Gabe. Uh, good to see you, Patrick Boren, who says, in late, just got home from Houston. Pack saved all linear. Uh, pack saved with all linear ESPN. Not yet. Nah. But they are talking. I think that is the biggest, I think that is the biggest story. I don't think there's, there's any doubt about that. Of all the updates today, and we'll run through them real quick here, uh, on football at 50, um, CW and the Pac-12 are dead. And the details of that is, is that the CW would not provide national reach for the Pac-12. This, this conversation, we're told, was one that went back and forth but was short-lived and that the CW was never willing to include stations like WGN in Chicago. This was going to be very much a regional deal <coughs> west of the Rockies. And the issue there was... As we talked about over the last couple of days, the CW does not have an owned and operated station. Right. Excuse me. In Washington State or Arizona, which means they cannot force that particular broadcast outlet to take Pac-12 football should they get it or Pac-12 basketball should they have it. So the state of Arizona and the state of Washington were at risk at times of not having one of the biggest games that week in the conference, which of course is exactly where the Pac-12 is now. Um, obviously the other situation in that deal is that the CW was not willing to pay the, the, the money that George Klyovkov and the PAC 12 are asking for from their linear side. 
And I think, and I'm curious, when does realization set in that their linear TV package in the Pac-12 with five games a week and you're likely to have, I mean, this season I would think Washington, Oregon, and Utah are absolutely ranked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you go a year from now, I would think those three schools would still be ranked. But by then, is Arizona State recovered? Probably not. Is Arizona ranked in football? Probably not. (coughs) Like, if you're going to (coughs) have 10 teams and three of them are ranked, you're going to have a tough time justifying the money, especially on a a, a platform like the CW, that is known for repurposing TV shows. That's their main... I mean, they're known for America's Funniest Home Video... You know, much like Ion TV, that conversation that, again, we're told was not really ever a serious conversation. Like Ion TV is known for, um, you know, the Chicago PDs, the SVUs. Yeah. You know, like that's the that's what they're known for. They're not known for sports. So with the CW, I think this is part of the reason that nobody's watching live golf. Well, and, you know, they cut people's heads off. You know, there's just that little detail, but, you know, you know come human on. Human rights, dude. human schmucks. Saudi stooge. You know. Um, but I think the CW is not a sports brand. And, and hey, listen, maybe they would like to be. They're not right now. Yeah. And, again, I still maintain that ESPN and the Pac-12 haven't spoken in the last week is a big, big deal. Because we were also told, hey, the Pac-12 is operating with a much higher level of urgency with a much higher sense of urgency to get this deal done, yeah. which, amen, my my goodness, please, yeah. get this deal done. Um, and let's let's see what happens. But again, I want to make sure that everybody understands, like Stuart Mandel's talking about the fact that there is no wait and see with Colorado, that they could jump today. Yeah. Um, and I think if Colorado's ready to jump right now, it tells you that there are significant cracks and divides in this conference. And there's very little to there's very little to hang on to. And I think it's something that you really have to pay attention to because if you're if you're giving away, if you're man, if you're giving away a team like Colorado, yeah, I don't think Colorado's a small brand. Are they I mean, is Colorado a world beater? They're not. They're not. But they are valuable. And I, I think you can't in this conference right now, the remaining ten teams. If they do not stay together, if you lose one, you could very easily lose two, three, or four. It's a house of cards, right? I mean, that's literally what we're talking I think so. about. And I think that, you know, again, this whole conversation, and, and I, I I, think it's fascinating. And, and I'm the guy who's a prime apologist. I think prime will do great things. Um, but again, I'm also the guy who says, when we talk about TV deals and we talk about value, there's no denying the momentum that prime has. And if you're prime and if you're Colorado – and you're thinking about a Big 12 move, isn't now the time? Because it, let's say that the first year he has a two-win season, which is very possible. That is that is incredibly possible that they have two wins, and it's terrible. At that point, then your value is not nearly as high as it is now with the anticipation of what Prime might do. And by the way, I would also I would also tell you, this Cliff Kingsbury story is not insignificant. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, he sucks, and he was supposed to be there. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury being at USC is not insignificant. I'll tell you why after we tell you about the best pizza deal in the business. It's a medium two-topping pizza. Papa Murphy's for 
Whether it's game day, movie night, or just a busy day, it's always time for Papa Murphy's. And now you can get any medium two-topping pizza for just $6.99. That's right. The whole family can get exactly what they want any day of the week for any occasion. Any toppings, any sauce, only $6.99. Now that's meaty yum. If only everything else in life was like our deal. Papa Murphy's. We make great pizza so you can make the pizza great. Order online today at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the mobile app. Download it right now. It's super easy. Papa Murphy's Pizza. And the thing I love about Papa Murphy's is I often will forget. And usually we're Friday night or Saturday night Papa Murphy's folks. Facts. So I I will almost always forget. If I do not order that pizza in the app, it, like I'll forget. So a lot of times what I do is when I'm sitting on the stairs, putting my shoes on, getting ready to go, I'll just pull my phone out, order the pizza real quick at 7.30 in the morning for 6 o'clock pickup. So it's super easy. You order it at 7 in the morning. When I walk in the front door at Papa Murphy's, it's sitting on the to-go rack. Pizza. Now, again, again, and I'm happy to fight any of you MFers over this. Traditional crust, barbecue sauce, and then whatever else you want to put on there. <laughs> Marinara meatball, chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Take them home, pop them in the oven, done. 20 minutes later, you have a three-course meal that's phenomenal. Fucking A. From Papa Murphy's Pizza. So there you go. Yeah. One hour down. Boy, that flew Absolute by. Absolute rager of an hour. Absolutely flew by. Uh, so good to see you all. Um, Salty Drunk says, man, the comments are insane today. Dude, I'm telling you, bro. It, it is. It is. And I can, we've had over 2,000 comments already. 2,000. 2,000 today, including two Masta, who says, if you put pineapple on your pizza, you deserve a colonoscopy. Bro, you're pushing your luck now. You know. It's internal. It could be internal. Yeah, my colonoscopy is Thursday at 7 a.m. Now you're you're still feeling pretty good overall. I, I you know I'm always nervous about it. Yeah, it's flipping hot today in in it Salt is. Lake. By the way, it's it like is. 82 degrees. Yeah, after it's been like 41 for like a year. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall <laughs> I feel pretty good. Like I'm not a, I don't have any symptoms. I am strictly getting this colonoscopy as part of a. Uh, a, a routine check. I just right. turned 50, like routine check. Routine. But that doesn't mean I'm excited about it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, it's... I'm it, not. I mean, no pun intended. It's a pain in the ass, dude. Yeah. They have to do the prep yeah. and have to like go through all that. And no, like we bro. hate as a, just as a policy, we hate missing shows on the program. So like it just is, we will have a best of tomorrow, by the way, with all of our uh, awesome... All of our Pac-12 reporting. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We cut a, a, we put together a big uh, best of show tomorrow. Yeah. So that will air at three o'clock. Uh, so we'll have that for you as well. Um, but I want to get back real quick. Thank you, Big Dog O-Town. Uh, just tuned in. What's the Kingsbury USC talk? Cliff Kingsbury up, is now at USC. Uh, he was hired today. Um, so USC essentially um, just got better today. And this is this is what I what I continue to tell people is. And, and listen, I understand I, I totally understand that people don't want to give USC credit for anything. This a this a gangster hire, dude. Like, yeah. whoa, hey, no. Sorry. This is a this is a gangster hire. Yeah. There's just no other way to there's no other way to say it, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is one of those hires where you you and I both know that no matter what you do here, you you just feel like this is the guy. And the way that USC goes about business, bringing Cliff Kingsbury in, 
what somebody bring me the tell me the downside of this. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think like like if you think about last year, USC's issue is defense, right? I mean, they have this amazing offense, best quarterback in the country. Like the issue was not offense, it was defense. And I look at Cliff Kingsbury and I say, okay, this is somebody that can team up with Lincoln and can kind of take over the quarterback room and can take that off Lincoln's plate so Lincoln can focus on other things like the starting 11 on defense. And so to me, you know, I, I, I look at that and I say it's really smart. And by the way, I don't think it was on Cliff Kingsbury what necessarily happened in Arizona. You look at what's not going at on all. there now, like, like if anything, Cliff Kingsbury was, I'm not going to say he was a positive there, but I don't think he was a negative. And I, and I think for him, you couldn't ask for much better, like getting, getting let go there, going on vacation with a, a, a beautiful woman for like three months and just checking out no football, no nothing. And now you come Did back. Did not bring his cell phone with him the first three weeks of that vacation. Yeah. You want to talk about liberation? Yeah, dude. My God. I think it's a home run hire. I I don't, I recruiting technique, coaching, development, leadership, calm presence, like everything you want. Cliff Kingsbury brings that. And when you have a guy like Caleb Williams, who has no business playing at USC anymore, the guy's an (coughs) NFL talent. Cliff Kingsbury is going to make him better yeah. because no matter what you think or feel about Cliff Kingsbury, the guy's a quarterback guru. Yeah. They wanted him to be three years ago to be their offensive coordinator. That didn't work out. He got a job in the NFL. Now he's back and there's just no way to spin this. Yeah. Other than to say, I think it's a phenomenal fucking hire by USC and it's just who they are, man. Like, Should you not have national championship yeah. aspirations? I mean, if you are, and I think that's what this is. If you are USC, that's exactly what this is. Yeah, you are somebody that believes you're the best team in the country. They, they could be, right? I think there's no question now. You wanna you wanna win the Pac-12? You're gonna have to beat USC. Yeah, I I just have no question about that. Injuries obviously play a role for every team. You want to go to the Rose Bowl, you want to, and it won't be the Rose Bowl, but you want to, you want to win the Pac-12 championship game, you got to beat USC. You know. And I think Cliff Kingsbury is just another great hire. Keeping their defensive staff and upgrading several positions, this team's going to be better. Yeah. And if, if you're the Big Ten, I, 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 don't, I don't see any reason that USC can't compete at the top of the Big Ten. Yeah. Because I think they can beat the Michigans. I think they can beat the Ohio States. I mean, Penn State is what it is, mm-hmm. but they're already the third best team in the Big Ten, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? And this year, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind they're the best team in the in the Pac-12. But, again, I just look at... Um, oh, boy. There you go. Here we Breaking go. news. Breaking news out of the Big Ten. Here we go. Jake, why don't you go ahead and read that while I clip it. Good old Pete Thamel Man. tweeting... Sources say the Big Ten is expected to hire former MLB and CBS Sports executive uh, Tony Petiti as the league's next commissioner. Wow, really well done. Really well done. I actually know a little bit about Tony Petiti. Uh, so we've been telling you this, right? Before we give an opinion on this, we've been talking about the fact that we're waiting for the Big Ten commissioner news to come down, right? Like, hey, you know what's going to happen. Kevin Warren's going to going to you know be... You know, the general manager and vice president over at the uh, football team that builds stadiums on piles of crap, right, in the Chicago Bears, and the Big Ten needs a commissioner. And now they've done that. And now it's time for movement to start happening. That's what I would say. You're going to – he should 
just like your mark did go around to all the member institutions meet everybody check it all out form the relationships give it three weeks four weeks and then don't be surprised if you start getting news and i look at patiti and this is the this is a guy who at cbs sports absolutely made a significant contribution he he essentially turned college sports tv into cbs college sports tv um, this is a guy who used to be the chief operating officer of Major League Baseball. Um, he succeeded Rob Manfred when Rob was elevated to the commissioner's position. Um, I mean, he just is—he—he he just is a phenomenal hire because he has a massive TV background. Yeah, and when you look at where the Big Ten is now, they need somebody who understands how to build a television platform. Well. Now, now you have, again, Tony Petey, uh, Petiti, who built MLB Network, who built CBS College Sports Network. Like you have a guy that's got significant experience and you feel like this is a, this is a home run hire. Yeah. And he's got not only TV experience, he's got major sports management experience at MLB. Like, I don't know that you could have... You could have made a better hire here. I think this is this is a massive get yeah. uh, for the Big Ten. And I think now the Big Ten is set up um, to really be, become that, that financial power player even more than they are now because I think we all are well aware that his number one job is to be, uh, you know, is to create a new revenue stream um, to, to add more teams a la Oregon and Washington. Yeah, and I think the Big Ten is is in prime position to to obviously expand. And I think, you know, Tony, Tony, like he was just saying, brings this wealth of experience. And I think what's really interesting about this is, you know, this is the kind of hire that that I was looking for in the Pac-12 when they let Larry Scott go. Hey, someone who has a ton of experience in the TV industry, someone who who is a, who is an operator, someone who understands how to get things done, understands how to have a conversation, the 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 chain of command that you need to go through to have the conversation, understanding you know when it's proper to ask for four hundred million when everyone else wants one hundred million, like understanding the balance, like. All this stuff, all the what I would call minutia of the TV industry, this guy understands. And and to me, you, you know, the Big Ten obviously is already already the the richest conference in the land, somehow, and and doesn't even have the best uh, conference performance on the field or court. And that's the magic of it. You don't have to win national championships. You don't have to be the absolute best on the court or the field or the ice or whatever to be the the highest paid conference in the land. And, and so I, I look at the Big Ten and I say, hey, you're making all this bread and you just hired a dynamic, dynamite commissioner. Well, you're telling me that Oregon and Washington, who have just been sitting and patiently waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel known as the Big Ten to, to start showing up, you're telling me they're not excited by this? You're telling me that, that, that you know, any school that would be considering it, like, like we've heard for so long that, you know, the Stanford's and the Cal's, if there was going to be movement and if the Pac-12 was going to dissolve, Stanford and Cal could potentially go with Oregon and Washington to form a four-team transfer to another conference. Like, if you're these schools, you're thrilled about this. You're sitting here saying, yes, it's time. We're ready to go. Now the question's going to be, who does the Big Ten want? 
Well, how does the Big Ten look at Oregon and Washington? How does the Big Ten view picking up Oregon and Washington and having to take Stanford, let's say, or having to take Cal? That's the question, I feel yeah. like. Well, and I, I think, again, that's why I go back to, hey, his number one job is to find a new revenue stream. Yes. And that's a streaming deal. And I think if you are, if you are Fox Sports, if you're NBC Sports, if you're CBS Sports, you're thrilled about this because those are your those are the main TV partners. And the question is, is NBC willing to pony up more money? Probably not, right? Because they're going to have this NBC Peacock, you know, Big Ten after dark essentially window on NBC. So now the question becomes, where is Amazon in this? Where's Apple TV in this? Where are all of these streamers? Where is YouTube TV in this? By the way, did anybody see that YouTube TV? If you're a subscriber to YouTube TV, your NFL Sunday ticket will be $249 a year, which is a phenomenal price, right? So we're seeing movement in the streaming you know, content market. And you can't tell me that Tony Petiti doesn't know how to leverage that, having been at MLB Network. Come on now. Uh, having been the COO of MLB um, you know, that is, that's something to me, this is a massive hire for the big 10. Yeah. This feels like a huge win for the big 10. And I, I think once you get here where the big 10 is, you're in a critical point where you're either going to sputter and you're just going to stagnate or you're going to go up. And the only way to go up is to bring new money in. So you can bring new members in. Yes. And uh, this is why, again, we talk about ESPN and the Pac-12. It's not an accident there's a pro rata in the Big 12 TV contract with ESPN where they'll pay on par for Power 5 members. Yeah, That's not accidental. That does not seem to exist in the Big 10 because they would have invited, I think, Oregon and Washington already. Well, and I think the other thing we have to say here is you can't tell me that folks like ESPN and NBC and no, even, even schools and like everybody in the space that is in – is in the uh, information pipeline. You can't tell me that this this hasn't been known for at least a week. I mean, I, I mean, I understand if you know it, it. There's a process and yada yada X Y Z. We get it, but you can't tell me that you know the George Klyavkovs of the world didn't know that this hire was happening, and you can't tell me that ESPN and Fox and NBC and and hell even CBS aren't looking at this thing saying okay. How does this impact what we're doing? Because if you're ESPN, you already got the SEC. You're already in a really good place with your content. So, But I think the question always is going to be, okay, how can we improve on what we have? Is there an opportunity in the Big Ten of any variety? And that's what I think <coughs> Excuse me, moves like this do. They sort of relight the fire under everyone's ass, if you will. Yeah, I and again, what does this do? This puts the Pac-12 in peril. Yeah. I mean, because now... Once And who knows how long it's going to take Tony Petiti to start. Uh, I know that one of the major requirements that people were after was, hey, in the Big Ten, we need a commissioner who can come to work right away. It, uh, you know, we'll see if Tony Petiti's that guy. Um, but they need to get moving now. And if you're the Pac-12, you've got to find a way to get your 10 remaining teams under contract. Yes. Because now that they, the Big Ten has a commissioner – Again, I, I think their sole focus is let's get new revenue and let's expand. Let's get money, 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 money. Because they want Oregon. There's no doubt they want Oregon. I Again, this brings me back to the question of is it Oregon or is it Washington? And I'm, I'm here to tell you it's, it's Oregon. Uh, I've heard that repeatedly that Oregon's the value there. But I think they will, uh, I think they will take 
I think they will take Cal, Stanford, Oregon, and Washington. Yeah. The minute that they can find revenue to pay them. Well, and I think those brands make sense in the Big Ten. I mean, I I, I think that you know there it, it just is a fit. Like you know you can look at numbers and everything, but at the end of the day, you know a lot of these conferences are going to say, okay, yeah, we're the we're the Big Ten. Does Utah feel like a fit in the Big Ten? Eh, yeah, mm, that's kind of that's kind of a try hard fit. We're not sure about that one, but Oregon, Washington. You know, those guys are definitely a fit. So that's why I say if you're Utah again, you know, we've been saying it, I feel like, for weeks, but the ball is rolling here. I'm telling you. By the way, you should also know that Tony Petiti works with the PGA. So, he, I mean, this guy's got vast experience in professional sports. Um, and he is a guy that is, he, he's, I'm telling you, Tony Petiti is a phenomenal hire. Yeah. It's a, it is a phenomenal hire. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Let's get your comments in here as always on the Monty show presented by our good friends at trydaytrading.com. Trydaytrading.com. If you woke up this morning and said you hate your job, trydaytrading.com. All I'm asking you to do is invest $10 one time. That's a charitable donation. So it's a tax write-off for you. That's going to get you a 30 day membership at trydaytrading.com. And look what's on the screen. $10 to change your life. That's what it is. It's $10 to change the rest of your life at tridaytrading.com because they have full-time traders who have gone through their program. Program. Dude. Um, that are program. making thousands of dollars a day. And it's a pretty simple program you see on the screen there. Look at step two. Try us out for 30 days for only 10 bucks. It's a special offer for those who register and watch. Your $10 will be donated to a charitable organization. I'm telling you folks, that moves you on to step three. Learn one-on-one -on -one with your own professional day trading coach to trade using our proprietary leading indicators. Program. And that's what separates Triday Trading from everybody else because they have their own proprietary leading indicators that tell you this is a good trade, that's a bad trade. This is what we're looking for, that's what we're not looking for. Because in the game of stocks, especially in day trading, yeah. you need to understand what to stay away from because you don't want to make those massive mistakes. That's why you rely on the experience of TridayTrading.com because they've been there. They've done that. They're so confident in their system that when you start making trades, you're going to do that not with your money, but with TridayTrading.com's money. And when you make money with their money, they're going to give you 80% of the profit. So go spend $10 to change the rest of your life. At TridayTrading.com, it takes 20 seconds to register for their 30-day $10 program. Make sure you hit the drop-down that says The Monty Show. Where'd you hear about us? On The Monty Show. Yes. That's where we heard about you. At TridayTrading.com. Your thoughts on the uh, new commissioner of the Big Ten is welcome. Uh, let's see. B, uh, Michael Peck says, BYU fan don't want Utah in the same conference for good reason. I uh, think I don't you're know crazy. That I, 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 I totally I, disagree. Yeah, I disagree with that, bro. I think that you're sleeping on BYU a little bit. I think Tom Homo, we know for a fact, it was working behind the scenes to be a bridge between the Big 12 and Utah. Totally and agree. And we, we know that, that, BYU values the relationship and under and like just like everybody else like understands why them being in the same conference and having the Holy War be an official conference game would would be incredible. So I I don't think BYU is running from it at all. Yep, uh, Cougar Tail. 
Uh, says UFC Fight Night 166, Tony Petiti versus Brett Yormark. The ultimate SmackDown event. The behemoth <laughs> of the Big Ten versus Wiley Coyote. Brett Yormark in the Big 12. Tickets are selling out fast. Who will win? SmackDown. Everybody is outraged. You're welcome. Uh, Gary says, if I'm Petiti, I'm targeting new money deals and signing Utah, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal, and Texas A&M. Why on earth would Texas A&M leave the SEC? And, and first of all, I mean, they owe Jimbo Fisher so much money. Maybe they need a cash influx. You know. It is what it is. Uh, you know. Uh, Renee Roca, I get Cowboys and Chiefs every week for free. Okay. Good for you, bro. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, Michael Peck, why would A&M leave the SEC? Don't know. Jake Nelson, the big just doesn't need to make moves right now. Well, I, I, I kind of disagree with that. I think everybody sees the $100 million, I, and that's great money. But you have a massive conference. Yes. And your conference is not good. Now you need quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. And if you add Oregon, Washington, and Utah, that's immediate quality on just about every field. I mean, at Utah, you know what you're getting in gymnastics, baseball, softball. Uh, I mean, they have they have right now one of the best soft pro, softball programs in the conference. Um, obviously, women's basketball. I mean, there, there's a lot of value. And Kyle Whittingham and the, the Utah football program are one of the best programs in the country. Yeah, You just have to... You have to understand that. It, it, I think now it's about quality. Jake Nelson says Texas would have been a better fit for the big than A&M. Yeah, potentially. I think the SEC now, the SEC's got to find new money themselves with, because I think the SEC's got a pretty average TV deal, financially speaking. Yeah. You're like $50 million a year per school. So uh, Gary says uh, they left the 12 because of Texas, so I'm assuming – they do the same in the SEC. I, I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that. I mean, the SEC, Jimbo Fisher should have had a better team. They're recruiting at an exceptionally high level at Texas A&M. Now he's got to win games. And if Jimbo's the problem, they will rectify that problem. Because kids want to go to Texas A&M. There's no doubt about that. Jason Ritchie says that that star Pac-10 has been destroyed by the rebel forces of the Big 12, the media, and ESPN. Well, you ain't wrong about Dave. Forgot the Monty show. You don't forget the Monty show. That's right. Uh, Jacob DeLambo, uh, I'd watch a late USC game over 90% of the Pac teams. 100%. You and everybody else. 100%. Curtis, uh, Pac-12 looking over their shoulder now with the Big 10 and the Big 12. Yeah. I mean, it. They're coming. I, uh, you, Catch me outside. How about that? You have got to fortify your flanks, dude. You've got to get a TV deal, and you have got to get, you've got to get some foundation rebuilt and repaired, and get momentum. And the pro again, the problem is SMU and San Diego State don't fix that. Nope, they don't fix that. That's an issue. They, re they really don't. Bill Foley says Utah to the big is a pipe dream. I would kind of agree with that. Uh, Chris P. Gary, the SEC is the celestial kingdom of football conferences. Sorry, well, can you put that in English for us, bro? Well, I think what he's what he's trying to say. Ooh, bro, you, are you okay, dude? You okay, dude? I've been fighting that low level headache all day. Uh huh. You know. Um, let's see. Jeremy Callahan, Cal and Stanford are definitely a fit in the big. 
suck at football like 90% of their teams. You ain't kidding. But there's institutions of higher learning. Okay. I mean, you know. Uh, Michael Peck says, uh, BYU fans don't want Utah in the same conference. I read that one. My apologies. Uh, Renee Roca, Michigan is one of the few teams in the Big Ten Cal don't Cal can't hang with. Cal's not... Mm, different show. Different show. Uh, DeLambo says Utah would be awesome in the Big 12. Highly doubt they want that. Want is the key word. Yeah. Willing? Mm, want? No. They don't want. Will they be willing? Yeah. If the converts collapses, you have no choice. Yeah. You have no choice. Uh, Gary says because they don't want that smoke with Utah. I think that uh. I think that BYU wants to be in the same conference with Utah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I really don't. Uh, Oakley Marquez says, LOL. Okay. I mean, you know, that's cool. Uh, Cougar Tail. Let the chess moves begin. The Big Ten pick Oregon and Washington. Big 12 take Arizona, Arizona State. The Mountain West picks Utah and Colorado. The Mountain West, it, Utah's not going to the Mountain West. They're not. Uh, Chris P., if Utah goes to the big, then uh, all that will, whole narrative of staying in the pack because of being a research school is trash. Oh, quite contraire, mon frere. Because you look at the academics in the Big Ten, I mean, you have some real powerhouses. I mean, whether it's Purdue for engineering, whether it is... Uh, Indiana for law or Northwestern for anything. Um, I mean, there is... Northwestern for anything. <laughs> dude, Northwestern's legit. The question is, what does Notre Dame do? Yeah. Does Notre Dame ever join a conference? Mm. Probably not. I would think not. Yeah, I mean, I just think that they have it not too now. good. now. Yeah, they have it too good. Like, what would be the... What, what would, would be the advantage? What would be the incentive? No, no. What would be the impetus? The impetus. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? That's the that to me is the biggest question. Like, there's a lot of value. There's a ton of value in Notre Dame sports. Why would you lessen that value? Stop controlling your own fate. Stop controlling your own <coughs> destiny. Stop controlling <coughs> your own revenue streams to join a conference. And again, I think when you look at the fact that they are only independent in football, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of reason for them to change that right now. Mm-hmm. Unless the, the windfall financially is just massive. And I don't, I don't think that it is. It, because their, their, their financial value is already very high. Yeah. I mean, NBC is, is licking at the boots to, to re-sign that deal. Yes. You know, so I, I just don't see any reason that if you're Notre Dame, that you're going to go join the Big Ten. It, it, there's very little reason for that. They already have a seat at the table. Yeah. They have no when when they win double digit games, they're they're already a player at the table to get into the college football playoff. It just doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Jake Nelson doesn't Notre Dame go if the ACC breaks. I don't mm. know. I don't know. Truck stop Gumby Stanford greater than Northwestern. Well, that, that could be. See how he spelled Stanford. Stan F F U R D. Right. Stanford. Tanor Plumer. Uh, in Latter-day Saint theology. Okay, first of all, hey guys, hey guys, 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 hey guys, 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 hey guys. guys, guys. Hey guys. Latter-day Saint theology. Oh boy. Uh, there are three heavens people go to, and the celestial kingdom is the highest kingdom. Like how the SEC is the best conference, i.e., the celestial kingdom of conferences. Where does the uh, fucking a. dude? I mean, my God! Wow. 
My, wow. My, my that, God. That was... My God. No yeah, pun intended. I'm gonna be nice. My God. Uh, DeLambo says, trust me, BYU wants that Utah ass. So you put a peach there. Is it that See what ass? he did there. It's that ass. The you know. Uh, Mike M says, the papal conference. Jeremy Callahan, what about the hunchback? Does Notre Dame follow his lead? It, well, I mean, you nailed it. Like, for instance. You know. You know. Uh, salty drunk, any Monty makes you money today? Oh, yes. Yep. Oh, you already know yes. what that is, James. You already know what we it is. We can lay that down. We have about an hour to tip off. Um, Monty makes you money. Yeah. Er single day. Er single day. Um, Jake. Well, notice it's not Jake and Monty making. Well, money. no, it's the Monty show, not it's the Jake just show. Monty makes you money. Yeah. Because Jake never gets his bets right. Have you ever gotten one right? Yes. Are you sure? Well, look, look, I understand it. Your your soul is pure as a look, virgin. I know. Prime You're... sucks. I'm a virgin, and I don't know how to bet anything. I get it. I understand, dude. Truer words have never I, been spoken. I mean, I, I, I totally I understand. I, honest to God, dilly, I, don't dilly, think, dilly, dilly. I don't think there has ever been a more self-effacing truth bomb than what you just said. With all due respect. Prime sucks. Prime sucks. I'm a virgin, and I don't win anything. True words have never been spoken. One hour to tip. Uh, let's start with Atlanta. Atlanta at Miami. Miami. Okay, so here's a major question. Is this Trey Young's last game for the Atlanta Hawks? Yes. Yes. You think it is? Yes. I think there's a chance it is, right? So because if they lose this game, I'm curious. Man, this is just me. <laughs> I'm curious. Can they beat either, and it's going to be the Bulls, because I think the Bulls will beat Toronto. Do you think they can beat the Bulls? And that game would um, be in Atlanta, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think, is Atlanta cutting bait with Trey Young? Yes. I think they are. Yes. I agree with that. So, I think this is a huge game for Trey Young. I think this is his last opportunity to prove what he can do as a player, and it just happens to be in the Atlanta Hawks uniform. I think that wow. people understand that Trey Young can play, but I think the problem for Trey Young is he's got a bad attitude and he doesn't win enough. That's the problem. Well, and I think it's been an awkward fit, if we're being really honest. They're a 500 team, mainly because they can't stop anybody. They score plenty of points, but like they lose to the Celtics 120-114. to 114. <laughs> Um, a hundred and fourteen points should win you a game. Yeah, they lose to the seventy Sucksers one thirty six to one thirty one. You know, I mean, I'm just giving you space to slander the Sixers because you always do it. Well, I mean, when they lose in the first round, I mean, you know, then we can do that. I mean, no, please keep going. Don't you know who I am? You know, they're not going to lose in the first round, you jerk. <laughs> um, but I look at the biggest issue that I have with Atlanta is they don't play defense. Yeah. And if we're being brutally honest, you look at this line in this game. The over right now, right now, the over is 227. Yeah. The line has shifted pretty significantly over the last 24 hours. It is minus five to Miami. Is this the dagger? Dude, I think if you look at the if you look at the Miami and Heat. Right. It's the Miami and Heat. Right. 
You look at Miami. I think Miami's a better team. I think that Jimmy Butler has been a proven clutch player. And I think they give up far fewer points in Atlanta. I think you have to take the Miami Heat to win, cover. And I think this game goes over. I'm going to take the Heat to win, cover, over. Yeah, you know, I I think yeah, I would agree with that. I think that you know the what you said about Jimmy is was going to be my point. Like Jimmy's a proven guy in the postseason. You just know that he's going to come out and he's going to perform. And I think that the problem is once again, why does Trey Young have issues? Because he doesn't perform in the postseason. He doesn't get the job done. And yes, he's had big games. You know, individual performances. Yes, but his yes, team doesn't has. win. That's yeah, the no, problem. And and that's why I say like, yeah, I would be on uh on Atlanta to cover this but they lose uh and yeah I do think it goes over because 115 points especially in a in a playing game really is just not that many points in today's NBA so I I think you're spot on with that I think win cover over now this second game is quite a bit more testicularly squeezing I'm sorry did you say testicularly squeezing I didn't I tried but <laughs> Hiscock Hiscock Hiscock. I tried, but the enunciation of the pronunciation and Holden-Midic. stuff. Uh, Minnesota, the Timberwolves at the Lakers. Oh, the Rudy Goberts. Now, let's be, inter- let's be honest. They're the Kyle Andersons, please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Rudy Gobert's not going to play tonight. Oh, what a shame. Oh, bitch. Um, so, Rudy Gobert's not going to play tonight. He's suspended. Yeah. Kyle Anderson came out, and you guys tell me how you think this statement from Lil Kyle Anderson. Lil Kyle. Slow-mo. What do you guys think of his reaction to Rudy Gobert? Ain't no reset. I'm locked in on winning the game. That's what I woke up in the morning thinking. That's what I came to the arena thinking. So, I mean, ain't nothing going on. I'm too mentally tough for anything to get me off the path of walking out of here without the win. I want to win the game. That's what I'm set my mind to. I mean, it's possible, and you've seen that happen, you know, numerous times in games um, where guys get attacked and their team goes on a run. Eh, who knows? I mean, we were able to come together, and I'm happy we did. Ain't no reset. Listen to the first line. Ain't no reset. I'm locked in on winning the game. That's what I woke up in the morning thinking. That's what I came to. Ain't no reset. It's <laughs> <laughs> my guy right there, bro. Now, you know what I'm going to say. I think Minnesota's dangerous tonight. Mm-hmm. And I need Baker because he woke up feeling dangerous tonight. Uh-huh. I'm serious. This game is terrifying. Because the Lakers are what? The Lakers are 18-8. and eight. They finished the season 18-8. and eight. Right. Now, the line in this game is minus 8.5. But look at the money line. On the fucking Timberwolves. It's um, plus 328. Um, Your bet tonight, the Timberwolves. Bet 100 to win 328. Um, That's where I'd be putting my bread. Now, here's the other question. Do you guys see the over is 233? Mm. That's 116 points a piece. And if I look at if I look at the the Minnesota Timberwolves, in games they win, they score that kind of points. But here's the problem. The Lakers, with the lineup as it's constituted, have been significantly better defensively. 
as in one of the leading defensive efficiency teams over the last 10 games. So don't even think about messing with me. They've given up 117, 107, 125. The Jazz game they won, they gave up 133. After the street closed Davis. The Rockets, 109. They gave up 111. They beat the Timberwolves, 123, 111. And in that game, this is the thing that worries you. Rudy Gobert had 14 and 11. He will not be there. The rock attack! Anthony Edwards played 38 minutes and had 11 points. Take the Lakers tonight. Dude. Take the Lakers tonight to cover the eight and a half. I think it's going to go under. You have major balls saying they're going to cover the eight and a half. I know. I know. And this is it. This is... This is one of those ones where you're just like sitting Dude, there, you're, bro. You're, stay hard. Dude, I'm serious. You better stay hard. You're puckering like, on this one, bro. Oh, sh- completely. Hugh Janus. Dude, this seriously. Is, this is a big deal. This game, I think this is the one that te- it, I told you. The word I used was terrifying for Monty makes you money. Hey, Monty. Better send those refunds. I'm telling you, it's terrifying. I'm going to, I hate, and I don't even want to, I, I didn't write it down. Like you look at my pad with all my notes on it. Haven't signed the contract yet, bro. It's still there's still time to say that the Lakers won't cover, but we'll win the game. Uh oh, pen ain't to paper here, bro. Lakers win cover under. No, no. The ink isn't dry yet. No, bro. All right, empty. The opposite of full. Put it on the table. Yeah. So you're taking you're taking Lakers win. You're taking the Lakers to win. They do not cover. And it's under. Okay. So you're Lakers winning, no cover, and it's under. Yeah. Lakers winning in a close one. Okay. What say you, my friends? What say you? Um, Where are we at here? He said, uh, Jacob DeLambo said, mentally tough. Unlike Rudy, exactly. <laughs> uh, Kyle J says, the timber puppies are mid. Uh, Matt Hart says interesting. Gary says Lakers money line over and Wolves cover. Really? Yeah, dude. Yeah, put them dude. balls on dude. the table. You got balls going over in this one, though, dude. For sure. You think? 116 apiece is a lot, bro. The Lakers money line right now is minus four. Th- you got to bet four thirty to win a hundred, bro. Yeah. Why would you take the Lakers money line? <sighs> Even the ESPN predictor only has the Lakers at 50%, 52% to cover. See, but I, I, mm, God dog it. Why do you guys do this to me? No, win cover, win cover under. I'm win cover under. I'm win cover you under. Donkey. Lakers are, I'm telling you, the Lakers have been. They've been downright filling up that injury report, bro. They The problem is they've only covered once in the last four games. That was against Phoenix, who didn't play your mama that night. Yeah. Right? I think... The question is, does Anthony Edwards have a special performance? Because that's what it's going to take for the Wolves to have yeah, any chance this here. This is absolutely ball-breaking. I know. This is absolutely ball-breaking. I've been a rich man, and I have been a poor man... And I choose rich every fucking time. 
Salty Drunk says, newsflash, you're not the head coach, slow-mo. <laughs> <laughs> Man, play that again. I, w- I want to hear my boys say, ain't no, uh, ain't no reset. Reset? Ain't no reset. I'm locked in on winning the game. That's what I <laughs> You like the shoulder shrug, wait, too? Wait, wait, wait. That's the thing. Look at the head and shoulders. Ain't no reset. I'm locked in on winning the game. <laughs> I love that, dude. I think that's cash, dude. I love it. Uh, Riley O'Brien says, Monty, Jake, do we need uh, some sort of reset? Jake, ain't no reset. Ain't no reset. How do I not have that as a drop? I'm such a casual. You got to get it. You, you have, Dude, abs- you have absolutely got to get it. Me. I can't uh, believe it. Salty drunk. Anthony Street clothes is due to get injured. Stop yeah, with dude. that. Yeah, dude. Stop with that. Let's talk about no. it. No. No. Come on, man. 1984 says, hey, Monty. How much are you betting? Uh, uh, well, I, so betting? here's the deal. We don't, we don't bet in Utah. I, we, I, what? We have positions. Hey, hey. Settle the We're fuck We're only down. here for one reason. Look, Steve Young. Um. About a hundo. Anyway. I have dingers. <laughs> the Lambo says Russell going to be out for blood. Ooh. He is. I would agree Ooh. with that. Big Dog O-Town says throw out all them numbers. Bron Bron taking names tonight. The whimper, the whimper wolves are done. Don't, but hey, don't sleep on Vando, man. Vando is going to be a key figure tonight. He's got to shoot the three ball out of the corner well. Yeah, Has but he to. doesn't. He builds brick walls. See Kaufman, if Monty gets this wrong, he will be on the toilet all day tomorrow. <laughs> I'm saying, uh, Mark Hales, how the heck are you, Mark? Jeesh, it's not like you were betting real money. <clears throat> we don't bet. We have positions. I would never do that. Yeah, I mean, come on. Catch me on saw. How about that? By the way, where's the tile king of Utah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael Williams just got here, but has anyone mentioned anything about the interview with your mark about him talking about the Big 12 to Mexico or the concert series that was brought up on 365 Sports today? So, so you here's the deal. Rewind the show. Uh, here's the deal. You should rewind the show. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, we have actually Michael Williams. We did mention that. We think it's phenomenal. Uh, Michael Peck, over under on how many years it takes BYU to win a conference championship. <laughs> it's low key. It's low key set at six right now. What's the over under on? I will. I'll play the game. BYU in the Big Twelve over under on years. It's at least six. Dude. No, it's at it's at least eight. Well, oh, you think it's so, eight? Yes, dude. It, oh my god, guy, dude. they're not Bro. even. Understand me. Apologize to It's not that they have a tall mountain to climb. They're not even in the foothills, talent wise. <clears throat> Dude, they can't even see the white caps hey, from the freeway. Hey, they're no USC, but they'll do. I mean, I I'm, there's I support Kalani and, and the boys in, in Provo all day long. I love Don't those dudes. Brother. They're not talented enough to compete for a conference right now. Yeah. They're they're not. You know, like it just is that's but that's just me. Outside the echo chamber, NBA scripts Lakers win. Here we go. Uh, salty drunk. Anyway, my OKC can get the past the Pels tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at the bracket and I, I shouldn't even say this because James Knight is probably, if you're driving, zip it back up, James, because I'm <laughs> going to say something that's probably going to excite you quite a bit. Bro. Did you really just say that? Oh my God. Just like that. Oh. I think the Thunder have a chance to win a real playoff series. Oh my God. Just like that. Because oh. I think the Thunder and the Lakers is a one basket game. Oh, I think Anthony Davis is going to have trouble in that game with who with who's he going to guard? Yeah. Who's going to guard him, though? 
Right, but that doesn't matter. What do you mean? That doesn't. He checks out mentally when he gets beat. Yeah. And I, I, dude, I think if the Thunder and the Nuggets hook up in round one, the Nugs, I think it is. There's a real <coughs> good chance that they could. They, I think they could win at least two games in that series. And if the Thunder win two games in that series, look out. Look out, because all you gotta do is win one of the first two, and then you're you're in the driver's seat. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess so. I having said that, the Lakers are going to win the whole damn thing. Please. They're not. They're not. But I do think you can get past. I, I, I think the Pelicans game is the tougher of the two games because I do think the Lakers win. I do. And I think if the Lakers win, I think their path becomes, I'm going to say easier, Right. But if they win and they wind up with the Grizzlies, I think the Lakers are better than the Grizzlies. If the Lakers lose tonight, I think the I think that's going to be fun. But I think the Thunder can beat the Pelicans. I think the Thunder can. Well, Rudy's going to be on a mission when he comes back. Yeah, you already know that. I mean. You, it's going to be tough. I mean, the play-in tournament is not the way you want to go to the playoffs. No, it's no joke. It is It is a grind. Yeah. It is It is a grind. It is a grind. Uh, Jackson Graham, who you got in Knicks Cavs? Uh, oh, my God, That's going to be really close. You got to take Donnie. Got to. Yeah, I don't see how you don't. You got to take Donnie, bro. He's on I the mission. I think you take the Bucks to advance. Cavs, Sixers. I would not want to see, if I'm the Celtics, I do not want to see the Heat. Because I think the Heat are, are here for your... I Jimmy mean, just turns up during the playoffs, man. There's just no way around it. Yeah. I mean, the guy is good for 40, like, literally every night. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Cougar Tail. Um, and, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Cougar Tail. Says, Sheesh, think how obnoxious all us Cougar fans will be if we compete for a Big 12 title. Not if. <laughs> not if. It's not if. It'll happen. It is. It is when the over under is just you know eight years from now. Well, I, but when it, when we talk about this stuff, I mean, think about it in terms of getting your free samples at Bucked Up because you know Bucked Up is the official energy drink of the Monty Show, right? And so we give you Best. free samples. It's only a matter of time before you cave. Yeah. Because everybody who gets the free samples is raving about the free samples. So it's only a matter of time. Best. Until you get your free samples in the description below, A, it really helps the show. I mean, it, it is, we're trying to break our number from April or our number in April. We're trying to break our March number. We did really well in March. We really need you guys to show up and bang some free samples. Y'all feel me? Um, because I, I just, A, and just so you know. Yeah. Bro. I put my money where my mouth is. My bucked up Miami is empty, right? Okay. Yep. 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 Y'all feel me? I'm telling you, zero calories, zero sugar. It's the Bomb. best energy com. drink in the business. Uh, I think you looked at, you look at Bucked Up and you know quality ingredients from quality people that make a product that works. I'm for real. So even Mrs. Monty is on their low stim stuff, like their low stim pre-workout, their low stim energy drinks. They just have something for everybody. Yeah. But don't take our word for it. Get in the get in the description below and get the free samples from Bucked Up Energy. You get three free samples and you get a free shaker cup, any color you want. I'm telling you, it's freaking phenomenal. 
Make sure you hook it up, man, because the the best in the business absolutely is bucked up energy. Um, and you know, let me just get that out of the way. Yeah, you know. Um, the shaker cup is so good, I am actually using it for my prep. Yeah. It's so loaded the in the plan? fridge. So you're using body armor, and you're going to use your bucked-up cup. Yeah, because I have a 40-ounce bucked-up shaker that's the best thing in the world. By the way, the smoking hot chick at the gym, Uh-huh. what did she have in her hand today? She did, dude. What did she, she is fine. What did she have in her hand today? Bucked up. She had a 40-ounce bucked-up shaker cup. Dude. Right? I'm so and bricked up right now. She's amazing. But you see all of the bucked-up T-shirts. You see all the bucked-up shakers. There's a reason... When you go to your local gym, you see all the bucked up because it's an effective quality product. So go get the free samples. In the description below, you need to buy some pre-workout. You need to buy some Crea. You need to buy some protein. You need BCAs. I'm telling you, man, get the racked BCAs and grape. Great. I love them. Use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase at checkout. Or just go get the free samples right now. They'll ship them right to your door, coast to coast, no matter where you are in this great country of ours. Make sure you click the link to get your free samples. Um, smoking hot. We talking about Taylor Swift again? Stop, hey. G-Off. Hey. Stop. Good, uh, good. Jeremy Callahan, fill that 40-ounce bucked-up shaker with some ranch. Nah. Mm, bro. No, no. Bro. I don't think so, bro. Bro. Uh, Arlington Bears. Guys, I have been working for a living for a few weeks. Can you catch me up? One, is Jake still um, sexing red on polo? Okay, what? Are you still sexting the redhead on Marco Polo? Okay, first of all, there's no sexting on Marco Polo because it's video. Oh, that's right. You're an innocent virgin. I right. Forgot. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm the guy that, you know, you know. What's two, up, motherfuckers? Two, is Matt 10 still toast? Yes. Three, is Tanner still the official soaker of the show? Always and forever. <laughs> Always and forever. That's what I'm saying. You know. Welcome back, um, sir. You know. Welcome. Yeah, good to see you, Chris Karn. What's up? I'm, wait I'm still waiting for my, my jack-in-the-box, dude. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Uh, yes, I am, Arlington Bears, he <laughs> says. Jackson Graham says ranch. Yeah, that's all we do on this show. Yeah, uh, next question. Was she as hot as Britney Spears? No, because we know Britney Spears. No, is, she was hotter. Yeah, the girl that there's one particular girl that Jake is just like fawning over, dude. I'm oh a man. God. Jake is a huge fan. Yeah. Uh, if BYU can win the conference in eight years, I would be ecstatic. Matt Hart says you should be, and you should be ecstatic. There's no doubt. Jackson Graham says, I guess uh, that'll cause some kind of gains. Ranch gains. Absolutely. So there you go. Those are our uh, picks tonight. Monty makes you money. Uh, just to make sure we're all on the same page. Hey, Monty. These are strictly just for fun. Yeah. These are not professional bets. Uh, we do not bet money. Um, we would never do such a thing. And, if you need uh, help, go to Gamblers Anonymous. Uh, Timberwolves yeah, at the Lakers, eight and a half, 233 for the Lakers. I have got wing cover under for the L.A. Lakers tonight. That means they're going to win by more than eight and a half. Um, and they will combine for a score of less than 233 points. <coughs> Jake says the Lakers <coughs> will win, not cover, and it's going to be less than 233 points. Correct. That's at eight o'clock on TNT. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta Hawks at Miami Heat tonight. Uh, minus five, 227 for the Heat. That means the Heat are favored by five. And the boys in Vegas think the combined score will be 227. I've got win for Miami. They're going to win by more than five points. And I think it goes over the 227. Jakes, what's your pick on that game? Yeah, I like Miami by more than five. I think this is a game, unfortunately, for Atlanta where they fall apart. I mean, that's just who they've been. 
Um, so yeah, I, w- I would go Miami win, cover. Yeah, win cover uh, under because I don't think Atlanta is going to do anything in this game. Okay, there you go. Monty makes you money every day on the Monty Show. I would remind you at this juncture of the program, the program uh, that we are off tomorrow for program. colonoscopy prep. Yes, and then we'll be back uh, on for Thursday. But Hopefully. we do have a best of tomorrow. We do. We do have content for you. We do. So we don't freak have out. A best of for you tomorrow, which is all of our Pac-10, 12 content. Mud, uh, Mad Cat, with the Big Ten getting a new commissioner, uh, start up the moving vans. Could very yep. well be. Yep. Yep. Uh, Roger Sales, my guy. What's up? Heather Locklear is the hottest. Met her once, too. Heather Locklear is amazing. Have you ever seen the no. show? Tell me what the show TJ Hooker's about. No. Do you know? Um, do you know what the show TJ Hooker's about? Never. No. Yes. Uh, a hooker that dated a guy named TJ. You're an idiot. It's about the Los Angeles Police Department. And Too bad. Billy Shatner is an LAPD officer, and Heather Locklear is his partner. Truck stop Gumby. Can we get a phone number to Gamblers Anonymous? Uh, Google. <laughs> no, but you can Google it. Uh, Jose Calderon says, what did I miss? I'm at work. Yeah, what did you miss is the rewind button, Slick. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Command HQ, two toxic bros who can't see their stones over their stomachs. Yeah, there's a lot of fat people in the gym. There are. <laughs> there are a lot by of fat the way, people. By the way, speaking of fat asses, did you hear about Zion today? Yeah. Oh, Zion physically is good, but he's got a mental hurdle that he's going to have to get over. Um, and he's just Dude. not prepared to play. All right, well, you and you know Ben Simmons can go and play in Puerto Rico and uh, have a nice day. Yeah, DeMarcus Cousins signed to Puerto Rico today. What do you do with Zion? I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I'm – listen, I respect mental health issues, <laughs> mental health struggles uh, as much as anyone. But the reality of the situation is you signed a contract, and, and ultimately – you need to fulfill your portion of the contract. And and if I'm if I'm the Pels, I'm getting close to letting this guy go because the problem is they're already a good team. He's just eating cap space. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. But, I think I, I and I think you should not have signed him to an extension. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. So let me get this right. Physically, you're fine. You're just saying you have a mental hurdle, which is what? You're scared to play again? Yep. Vacationing McCluskey says $1.99 equals blue cheese. $9.99 membership equals ranch. Choose the correct membership. Facts. That's exactly right. I mean, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. I Yeah. Ranch is what it... No. Blue cheese, no. Don't do blue cheese. Um... Command HQ, Utah to the West Coast Conference. Must okay, be. so you're one of those guys. You're one of those guys. Uh, salty drunk, I'm off, guys. Good luck, Monty. Thank you. See hey, you see Thursday. You, hey, by the way, when's the Forex Gold showing up, bro? Yeah, where's my keg? Yeah. We'll see you. I will see you Thursday. Riley Guess what? O'Brien. Today, Monday, motherfucker. Uh, no, Thursday. Uh, Riley O'Brien, we need to get an understanding as to whether or not Jake thinks we might need a reset on the program. I mean, I'll, I'll, I will cut that drop live on the program if you're going to keep referencing it. Do not. Do not. Tempt me. Ain't no reset. I'm locked in. (laughs) Don't need no reset. Don't need no reset. I'm locked in. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, MJ Bissett. Y'all both wrong about TJ Hooker. It was about Captain Kirk jumping all over police cars. Dude, it's not even your fault. You've never seen TJ Hooker, but she was phenomenal on that show. Phenomenal. 
Uh, Brandon Butler, what's up, dude? Captain Kirk solving crime, exactly right. Yeah. Command HQ. Monty looks like the Guido version of Logan Roy. Could be. By the way, everybody says that that show is phenomenal this season. Yeah. The yeah. final season. I, and yeah. You're trolling. Come on, bro. I don't even mind it, but your trolling's mid, dude. You got to work on yeah, your game. You got to like step this, your game up. Like, like your, your stuff ain't even original, bro. You think that's the first time someone said that, man? Come on Come now. Come on now. Uh, Lamont Tucker, Monty, I'm going to be praying for you. Thank you. Yeah, bro. Colonoscopy on Thursday morning at 7. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you trade Zion. Someone will give you picks and a player to build depth. Trade him to the Blazers. Seriously. I would. I would. Jeremy Callahan says, what show? TJ Hooker. TJ Hooker. That's what I'm saying. TJ Hooker, man. I'm yeah. all about it. That, that was a great show. That was one of my... That, you guys... You, there are not many of you who remember the show Emergency. When I was a kid, whew, Emergency. I was a huge fan of Emergency. Loved it. Uh, Giggity says, Command HQ is a poverty duck season. Exactly right. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, man, you got to step your game up here, bro. That's right. Uh, paging Linda Carter back then and now. Linda Carter still a smoke show. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, J.K. Marshall, Gage and DeSoto. Let's go. That's my Stay guy. Hard. Emergency or Chips? Poncho John. Ooh, come on now. Chips was good. Jeremy Callahan, Monty don't need no prayers. Ain't no reset. Ain't no reset. Ain't no reset. Dude, you guys are going to get, oh my God, bro. Ain't no re That's such a good, that's such a good one. Ain't no reset. I'm locked in on winning the game. That's. <laughs> I'm, I ain't no reset. I'm locked in. I'm winning my colonoscopy, oh yo. Oh my God, dude. The, the worst, the colonoscopy is the easiest part oh. of the whole thing. It's the prep tomorrow that is absolutely going to shred dude. my intestines. So, you know. <laughs> Ain't no reset. <laughs> One Adam 12, not bad. Uh, Command HQ, are you using bucked up as your laxative? No, Command HQ. Again, raise your game a little bit. Man. Yeah, dude, that's casual, bro. You're swimming with the sharks now, dude. Yeah, You're being dude. a minnow. Uh, Bigfoot Duck says crossover emergency in Adam 12. Uh, Michael Pressler, Zion eating more than cap space. Damn. Easy now. Damn, bro. Monty, which would you rather watch, Harry Potter or Glee? Bullet. Oh, Harry Potter all day, bullet. bro. Bullet. Glee is garbage. Bullet. Glee is garbage. Absolutely a bullet. What I'd rather watch is the smoker rocking some uh, Papa Murphy's pizza. This hour of the show is always presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure when you order your Papa Murphy's Pizza, you get some marinara meatballs. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Actually, I do the meatballs and marinara. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the Papa Murphy's mobile app and get yourself... Some awesome Papa Murphy's pizza for dinner. Use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. The Monty Show presented by the Advocates. Jake, let's run him through what the big news of the day is. And frankly, I think the biggest story of the day is, is that ESPN and the Pac-12 have spoken this week. Yeah, you know, I think the thing with the Pac-12 and ESPN right now is that 
you know, ESPN is not willing to give the Pac-12 what they want, uh, you know, for the, they, they're not willing to give the Pac-12 the amount of money that the Pac-12 wants. And I think, you know, this whole concept, you know, we were told, you know, the Pac-12 has a, you know, renewed sense of urgency and that the Pac-12 is, is, is seemingly in a place now where, where they understand that they have to move and they have to get a deal done. And, you know, now it's time, you know, not that they're desperate, but they, they are starting to feel that pressure, that down push. And I think, that ESPN is, I don't think, I know we've been told that ESPN is is just indifferent uh, to the Pac-12's outcome. They're, they're basically saying, hey, take it or leave it. This is the number, you know? And, and I think on the heels of this news about Tony Petiti, you know, becoming the commissioner of the Big Ten, I, I, I look at George Klyovkov, the commissioner of the Pac-12, and I say, hey, man, like, you know, you, you got to figure out what is an acceptable deal for your presidents because we were also told that um you know george klyovkov in negotiations has been trying to hit back on 150 you know 100 million 150 million request with 400 million dollar counter offers and that's been one of the biggest struggles as to why the pac-12 hasn't gotten a deal done and and i think when i hear that i'm literally just sitting here like dude like do you not understand who you are and the lack of value that you currently possess even with Prime coming into the conference, even on the news today of, you know, Cliff Kingsbury being in your conference for one more year. Like, dude, it's such a it's such a uh, a struggle with the Pac-12 for them to understand their value. And so I was thinking about this and the thought really crossed my mind like, hey, this isn't George Klyovkov's fault that he's in this position per se. Yes, he's the commissioner. Yes, he's the one having the conversations. But do you really think George Klyovkov, you know, wants to be put in a position where he's got to seemingly get a $400 million deal on a product that's only worth probably $100 million? Well, no, he wouldn't want to be in that position, which takes me back to this whole concept of, hey, this is on the presidents. We know two weeks ago, if you remember on the showroom, what were we talking about? The fact that all these presidents came out and did media, right? President Robbins and, you know, President Randall at Utah and like all these different, all these different presidents come out. Even Ray Anderson, the athletic director comes out at ASU and does a, a hit on Phoenix radio. Like all these people were talking and now it's gone silent because I think they realized they messed that up. And I think they realized that they didn't really make progress. They didn't get any gains out of, out of doing all those media hits, which I think ultimately was their goal because you don't send your commissioner back out to market trying to get $400 million deals on a product that's worth $100 million deals uh, or worth $100 million if you don't think you can get that. And so my feeling was that maybe by doing this media stuff two weeks ago, that that's what they were trying to accomplish. Let's talk up the conference. Let's say, hey, we're good. We're good. We're not out of time. We would have just started negotiating this deal. It's nonsense that we're out of time. Like, I almost feel like that was part of the goal of this group of presidents talking. So to me, when when I hear, hey, ESPN and the Pac-12 have had renewed conversations this week, like, yeah, I guess I'm not surprised, but yeah, nothing's really changed. It's not like ESPN's no. gonna wake up today and say, hey, George, here's a check for 400 million in ESPN Plus. That's not happening. Yeah, but I, I think the bigger question is, what does renewed sense of urgency mean? Because that's a big statement. And I think what we've heard uh, about George and the guys at the Pac-12 very simply is that they've been dragging their feet and now 
Uh, we were told today that you know they've they've shown a renewed sense of urgency to get this deal done. And I wonder how much of that is they're hearing footsteps now because whether it is all this talk about Colorado leaving, this news out of the Big Ten today, uh, that former MLB COO and CBS Sports executive Tony Petiti to be named the new commissioner of the Big Ten. Uh, he is currently on the executive committee at the PGA. I think that's a big deal. I think when you hear that they're they're hiring an executive like that that's got deep knowledge and experience in the TV industry in the Big Ten, I think it puts you in a really uncomfortable, awkward place as a conference because you know you're already vulnerable, and now there's another big daddy shark swimming into your waters. And I don't think there's any doubt that Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal are of value to the Big Ten. And I think Petiti's first job now is to go ahead and find new money to make that happen. And with his connections, my guess is he's going to go right back to CBS and say, hey, let's talk about are you willing to pay us on par for these four new members? Like, for instance. I mean, that that's, that is, I think, in my opinion, that's one of the biggest things. But yeah. you start hearing that, hey, the Pac-12 is asking for $400 million in total compensation for its TV deal. I think that's a hell of a lot of scratch for a conference that doesn't have a power brand in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and, and I guess that's, you know, we can argue about what your definition of a power brand is, but are you really telling me that ASU, Oregon, Washington, Utah, are those power brands in football? Because make no mistake about it, I think the other thing that is, is painfully obvious is now the Pac-10 with these 10 remaining schools, this is a football league. Yeah. This is no longer a basketball league. This is no longer, a, you know, the conference of champions. That's not what this is. This is a football league. And when you only have two out of 10 remaining schools that really compete at a high level in basketball, I think it's tough to sell that. Yeah. And I think when you look at where the, the Big Ten is, I think you're looking at a situation where you're going to shop for those four brands. And then if Colorado's out, that's half your conference who's gone. Now you're really in an existential crisis if you're the Pac-12. You don't know that you are going to exist for much longer. This is a big flipping deal today in the in the Big Ten. This is a big deal with with you know people now reporting that you know hey Colorado could jump at any moment, you know, and and then you get this news that the the Pac-12 wants four hundred million dollars in total compensation. What are you doing? Which is also a big reason that the CW and the Pac-12 are dead, and we know exactly why. Because sources high atop the CW, uh, people we talk to at the network have told us off the record that, hey, guess what? Here's exactly why this happened. Yeah. A, the Pac-12 wanted all of our, our next star media stations. We could not do that. The Pac-12 wanted distribution across the country. We were only willing to put them on stations west of the Rockies because that's their footprint. Okay, that makes total sense. The problem is the Pac-12 wanted WGN in Chicago was the, the station that was used for an instance. Yeah, They wanted to make sure that every one of their games was going to be on WGN in Chicago. And frankly, the CW and, and Nextstar Media is not <coughs> going to do that. Yeah, Because we talked about this on the show the other day. This was a small deal and a small part of the, the CW footprint. That's what this was. We were told that their conversation stopped within a, the last couple of weeks and they never really got close to a deal and they were never serious. Yeah. You know, like I, I just feel like we're in a situation 
where you don't have a way out if you're the Pac-12 now. You are heavily reliant on ESPN, which is why I'll go back to the original story. ESPN and the Pac-12 have spoken within the last week. And I think that's significant because I, I do believe that the, the Pac-12 has an idea, as we've reported for months on this show, that there is no deal that does not involve ESPN. There, that's the only avenue. And if our sources at ESPN and in the TV networks are correct, the TV industry, excuse me, are correct, that ESPN's not willing to crack the $90 million mark, $9 million a year per school from ESPN is, is not worth doing a deal on. Mm -hmm. I just think it's a non-starter. There's no way to spin that to Arizona and Arizona State, and there's no way to spin that to Colorado, who allegedly is already looking to, to pull the ripcord. Right, So now you've got to go back to ESPN, which the Pac-12 has, in, with a renewed sense of urgency. And you have to hope that you can salvage the broken relationship that we've told you exists between George Klyavkov and ESPN and Disney. Because ESPN has no need to buy the programming and certainly no need to overpay to buy a product <coughs> that they frankly don't need. Yeah. And again, if we're being honest, who wins if the Pac-12 folds? Well, ESPN is probably the biggest winner because they have the majority of the Big 12 football package. And if you add those P5 schools, ESPN has already told the Big 12, we're willing to pay you equal value for P5 schools. So if the Pac-12 goes away, ESPN's in the catbird seat because they're getting that content already. Yeah. So why would they overpay and assist the Pac-12 and staying together and overpay to do it when they're already going to get that content. Hell no. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's it's why we've been talking about the fact that ESPN, while I don't believe that they are actively working for the failure of the Pac-12, they're doing something much worse than that. They're not actively working to, to help the Pac-12 stay in existence, which is far worse than working to torpedo them. Yeah. Because frankly, they're not doing much at all. Yeah. And if it's $90 million, and again, we were told today, it would be a shocker, a shocker if they got to $90 million or more. Because from what we've been told, the Pac-12 won't do anything for less than $100 million a year. And I just don't see ESPN and Disney doing that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, ESPN and Disney are not going to acquiesce. I mean, it's like, hey. Why would you? Yeah, like, y y there is just zero reason for ESPN to come to the middle uh, in the conversation. And I think that that's it's like. That's what I'm saying. Dude, like, if you're, if you're, if the Pac-12 is going to operate from the standpoint of, hey, it's $100, $100 million is the floor as far as our price is concerned. Then yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it. And and to me, if I was George Klyovkov, and really like I've been saying, if I was these presidents, I I would have a clear understanding that hey, yeah, we are gonna lose some nameplates here if we don't get serious. And I feel like that's becoming clearer each day. I think it, not to tell you you're wrong, but because you're stupid, I'll tell you you're wrong. Probably too much. Um, if we don't act, we're gonna lose brands. Because we haven't acted, we've lost some brands now. Because this is how you got to USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. That's exactly how you got here. You did nothing. And now I think you're in a position where, and I know that all of the, the mouthpieces and the parrots that, that 
you know, send out all the great messaging and everything's positive and your mom's hot, even though she's a hundred and she's like dragging on the ground. Listen to me. You can say anything you want. I believe that there are already schools now that are gone. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see any way to stave off evacuation, if you will, from, from the PAC 12. And I, and I think that's the Arizona's and Colorado at a minimum. And I think if that happens, there's a strong case there's a strong case to be made that the logic shifts in the direction of Utah leaving the, the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. They don't want to. I, I totally get it. But That's I think there's, we're about. there is a strong case. The problem for Utah is there's no logic in the Big Ten going out of their way to add Utah. Yeah. What's the logic there? You're, you're, not, you're not desperate for the mountain region because you're going to have the Pacific time zone. Right? And, and you're, let's surmise that you add Oregon, Washington, Stanford and Cal to go with USC and UCLA. Why on earth do you need Utah? Why do you need Colorado? Why do you need the Arizonas? Yeah. You don't need them. You're not going to overpay for them, right? Because that's just more money that's not in your pocket. Why would you do that? You wouldn't. That's why you wouldn't do that. Because you just, it doesn't make financial sense. There is one place for these schools to go. And that is to the Big 12. And then the question becomes what happens to Oregon State and Washington State? I think today, and I'm not trying to be dramatic and I'm not trying to piss people off, but I think today we are as close to a significant evacuation of the Pac-12 as we have ever been. Y'all feel me? Because you're hearing all of this news. And if if you've been here for any modicum of time, I think you know we've been pretty spot on with this Pac-12 situation. And I don't mind saying that. If I don't toot my horn, who is? I think we have had the best sourcing. I think every time we report something, like God bless Dennis Dodd today, because what did did Dennis Dodd do? Dennis Dodd reported almost chapter and verse today what we've been reporting for the last several days on the CW. Like every time we report something, somebody out there inevitably reports it nationally. Yeah. And if 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 we can can believe that ESPN's not willing to go above, and let's call it a hundred million. Your linear TV rights are worth $10 million per school. Who are you, the, 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 the Mountain West? Because that's, that's the level you're stretch. playing on. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, I mean, that's that the level is. you're playing on. Yeah. If your linear TV rights are worth $10 bucks a year to ESPN, you're playing with the Mountain West. Fucking A. And that's just not going to keep this conference together. Yeah. Because the problem is there's the brands mm-hmm. inside the conference are worth a hell of a lot more than that. And I could t- we. We have worked really hard to develop sources at places like the CW and at places like Scripps and at places like ESPN. At places like, how did you think we knew that Fox Sports was out from almost the get-go? How did we get that exclusively? We're just the two hacks on YouTube. How do we get that exclusively? We have worked our asses off to build relationships. How about that? And I can tell you, the people at ESPN, the people at the pe- like the people at the CW we talked to, were unequivocal that George Klyovkov is is delusional. Like he's asking four hundred million dollars. I don't remember the verbiage the guy used this morning. Now, but you know, I mean, essentially said he's out of his mind. Yeah, four four hundred million dollars. Hell no. What is the value proposition? It's funny. This is the story of our life this week. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you $400 million. Right. What am I getting in return for that? Oh. And that's the question um, that George Klyovkov um, cannot answer. 
because you're not delivering me huge TV markets. You're not delivering me championship caliber football teams. You're certainly not delivering me championship caliber basketball teams. Yep. What am I getting for that? That's the real issue. Oh, well, you know what? You're getting education. Well, education doesn't mean dick to ESPN. Yeah. Your academics don't mean anything to ESPN. That's the real issue here. Yeah. That's the struggle. All right. Enough of us. More of you. Um, Gary says, 400 million for your thoughts and prayers, dude. Seriously. I mean, you know. If you felt these balls. Crazy. MH5. The CW and I on TV getting in the mix because they smell discounted love live sports. No way they would be calling if they thought the TV rights would cost a premium. We were told that that George Klyovkov actually reached out to Nextstar Media. Yeah. And one of the executives there, we even know who he spoke to, and we're trying to get that person on the show. Will they come on the show? Probably not. But we have a pretty good idea how that went down. CW did not reach out to George Klyovkov. Yeah. Did not. And I do think like Ion's interesting because I think Ion's going to make a move in live sports. I don't, I don't have any doubt about that because they see what's going on with Bally's and they see what's going on with Time Warner and Major League Baseball and there's opportunities out there. By the way, we're all focused on, hey, are the Millers going to bring an MLB team to Salt Lake City? And hey, is Ryan Smith going to get an NHL team? Hey, Bro, when am I getting my Utah Jazz TV deal? Hmm. Right? Like, that's, to me, that's a huge question. That's a huge question. Andrew says, but Utah val- values Cal and Stanford in football versus Oregon and Washington most. I'm not sure Arizona, Arizona State, or Colorado leaving changed Utah's mind. I think the finances change Utah's mind. Yeah. Because at some point, you're going to start putting out money to subsidize your athletic program. Correct. And that's that's when... When all of a sudden athletics matter to the academia, yeah. when they got to start taking their research money and paying for football. Turf. When it shows up on the piece of paper, then they start caring. That's when people start caring. Honest to goodness. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Mr. Sulu, go to Orange Alert, Kirk out. Look at that, what you Star Trek referencing and whatnot. Nate B., how the heck are you? All I can hope is the Ducks get hitched to the Big Ten. I, I, I think now that you have a commissioner, now I think you have to... Now I think you really have to look at that in the Big Ten. Yeah. Because this dude, again, if you, if you guys are not familiar, uh, Tony Petiti is the guy that essentially founded MLB Network. He's the former chief operating officer of Major League Baseball. And he's also a guy that, you remember CSTV, College Sports Television? That was his baby. That got sucked up by CBS Sports, who turned that into CBS College Sports Television. That was his doing. I'm for real. And you look at the extensive experience he has in those playing fields. I mean, one of his jobs was to make sure that MLB Network got carried. Yeah. Right? So he has had the conversations. You look at his role with the PGA Tour. You know, he's on their executive committee. Like, this is a guy that's an operator now. He gets it. This, You know who this is? This is Brett Yormark. They have very similar operational backgrounds. What's George Klyovkov not got? An operational background. Yeah. Right? Like he doesn't have, and and again, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but it's why I've I've heard from a thousand and one people. George Klyovkov is over his skis on this. He's just not the right guy to handle this situation. Yeah. Greg Hawkins says, I hate my life. Why? Why, Greg? I love you. Uh, Nate B says, hey, I heard Hulu does live sports. They do. D- did you hear that, bro? Yeah. 
Cougar tail, four hundred million, and I get Jack. Ouch. Well, that's a question. Yeah, dude. And and, and as much as Cougar tail is tongue in cheek here, I, I'm being serious. If you're a TV executive and George Klyovkov's on the other end of the phone, and let's just say that he wants two hundred fifty million dollars for that's quite enough. We get it. He's on the phone with Disney because I'm told he's asking Disney for two hundred fifty million dollars a year. Okay. If you're asking me for $250 million, what am I getting in return? So I'm not getting championship basketball. I am not getting championship seat at the table college football. Um, because your two best teams last year were Utah and SC. They ate each other and neither one of them made the college football playoff. And you have not been relevant in the college football playoff in quite some time. What am I getting in return? Oh, by the way, the team that's going to be relevant is going to the Big Ten, USC. Um, um, so let me get this right. I'm going to give you $250 million. I'm not getting Southern California. Right? I have nothing south of the Bay Area. And the two teams in the Bay Area are just flaming bags of shit on your porch every year in football. And Stanford, for whatever reason, is not relevant in basketball anymore. So now I don't have the Bay Area. So I'm getting Oregon and Nike. Love that. I'm getting Washington and Seattle. Love that. I'm getting Utah. Okay. Utah's a, a phenomenal football program. I'm getting the Arizona schools. Oh, but wait. If I don't pay you that $250 million, I get all those guys. Still. If I don't pay you, if I'm ESPN and I don't pay you, George, if I decide not to do business with you, I still get all those teams and I don't have to pay you a red cent. <coughs> That's the value proposition that George Klyovkov is up against. And if I'm wrong, you go ahead and let me know. Because I know Bill Walton's going to tell you it's a conference of champions. And again, I know that everybody in the Pac-12 is like, you're a cock, you're a jerk. You're just, you know what, the Big 12, what do they call it? The Big 12 Anon or whatever. Like, you're just, you know, you're a truck stop a conference dish. guy. All you want is those hot dogs and breakfast burritos that you get at the Flying J. Okay, cool. But again, when you're done insulting me, tell me how I'm wrong. Tell me how I'm wrong. If the Pac-12 fails, where are all those guys going? If it failed today, today's the last day the Pac-12 exists. Where are all those guys going? sort of a natural reflex they're not going to the big 10 they're not going to the mountain west they're running to kansas city to talk to brett yormark is this the dagger every fucking one of them and that includes utah and you can keep telling me again and, and this is the argument that happens and oh you're a liar you don't have sources trust me bro okay tell me where i've been wrong Tell me where my sources have been wrong. Tell me why then everything we report on this show winds up at CBS Sports or The Athletic or um, all these other places. Why does it wind up on Kenzano's show and Wilner's show? And, and by the way, again, because I ask this all the time, what's the value proposition that Pac-12 has to offer for that $250 million they're asking for their linear deal? Is that a real question? And even more to the point, Who's the streamer out there that's willing to cough up $150 million a year? Because um, from what I understand, the best offer they had was six months ago for $13 million per school per season. And that's only $130 million. <laughs> <laughs>
So what's the value proposition? That's what you can't get away from. Yeah. They don't have a value proposition. And, and the real kick in the nuts. And again, I'm here for it, dude. Bring the smoke, bro. Does San Diego State fix your value proposition? No. It improves it. It improves it. But does it fix it? No, it does no, not. No, no, no. No, it does not. Because the ABC station in San Diego does not add $150 million to the bottom line at Disney. It just doesn't. Yeah. And I'm not talking about everybody wants to say, well, Disney's doing layoffs. We just hit a bad spot. No, it didn't. You got your ass kicked by, by Brett. That's what happened. Because the money is there. Yeah. Let's stop asking like, let's stop acting like, oh, well, ESPN, is, they're broke. Don't play intramurals, brother. No, they have the most profitable business division at Disney. They're not broke. They're spending money on rights deals. By the way, they just did a new deal with Brett Yormark in the Big 12. Oh. The problem is you don't have a value position. So I'm just going to keep asking until one of you guys answers the question. Because I have a lot of respect for where the, the Pac-12 is right now. Again, whether you believe me or not, I'm a passionate Pac-12 supporter. Mm -hmm. I love Pac-12 football. Love it. It breaks my heart to see USC and UCLA leave that conference because that's the guts of the conference. It's not, everybody wants to talk about Oregon and Washington. Fuck them. They're not the guts of the conference. This conference was built in Los Angeles with USC and then secondarily UCLA. We built this program on NIL. And I'll remind you, go back to the Casey Jacobson days at Stanford. Go back to the Tedford days at Cal when they were competitive. Right? Now, did, was Oregon good and was Chris Peterson good at Washington and Chip Kelly at Oregon and Bellotti at Oregon? Yeah, absolutely. At the Dennis Dixon days, the, you know, all of that stuff. They were, they were absolutely good. But that was then and this is now. Washington's been a dumpster fire since the day that, that Chris Peterson walked out the door. Texas, man. You have an interim president in Oregon and you're just now turning, turning around here. But now Oregon State's got a new stadium and like the conference is vastly different. You lose Los Angeles, you lose the conference because you lose your value proposition. Okay. What really do we have to lose? A lot. That's a what lot. I'm saying. A lot. That's what I'm saying. All right, enough of me. I don't mean to, you know. Truck Stop Gumby says the uh, Tedford years. Exactly. Empty. The Tedford. opposite of full. Uh, Jeremy Callahan. ESPN has a Pac-12 in a uh, submission hold and it's just waiting for them to tap out. Yep. Rear naked choke. Dude. Know your role and shut your mouth. Rear naked choke. Jeremy Callahan, the value proposition, why it is the prestige, of course. <laughs> you know. Bigfoot uh, Duck says, you were wrong about Jake. He does know when to pull it out. Um. Okay. I mean, that's true, but I don't know why you decide to comment that there. Who is he, Nick Cannon? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, yesterday on the program, we talked about T-Swift. Did you see what came out today? No. Nick Cannon wants to have his 16th baby, I think it is. Maybe it's his 13th. With T-Swift. Dude. No, I'm not playing. No. <laughs> you're not going to pull me into the... No. No. No, I'm, I'm not in, doing bro. it. No, you're not. I'm a... No, and you're mm. no, no, you're not. Oh, shit. Cyclone Steve, if ESPN doesn't get CU and UA, 
for $25 million in the pack. They get them for $20 million in the 12. They do. Andrew, if Colorado and Arizona jump first, does two Northwest little brother schools. Little brother schools. In new states to pair with Gonzaga basketball constitute a better play Gonzaga. for expansion and for TV partners than Utah and Arizona State. It Gonzaga. Arizona State's incredibly valuable. Arizona State's valuable, dude. Arizona State brings you Phoenix. The Tucson TV market is tiny. And I'm having been a Phoenician, having lived in Phoenix, by the way, it's hot and it's a dry heat and that doesn't help. Um, Arizona State delivers Phoenix. Arizona does not deliver Phoenix. No. Arizona State's valuable. And Utah is the best team in that conference. So Tanner Plummer, flyover conference ain't not exactly right. Thank you, Tanner. <laughs> Brandon Butler, I can see the big trying to get CBS to produce games, then selling the content to Amazon. There is some of that. I think, you know, it's interesting. You know, talking to the the talking to the guys at uh, Next Star Media today, one of the things he did say is the infrastructure of the Pac-12 made a difference when we were looking at cost. Because... What the Pac-12 has that it wishes it did not is all the infrastructure from the Pac-12 network. But now it needs it, so it wants it, and it loves it. Because every Pac-12 stadium is wired and hot, ready to go for TV. And they have all the infrastructure to do it. I think one of the things that I don't think, I know one of the things that Klyovkov is selling is, hey, just sign the paper, we'll handle the rest. And it should not be lost on people. Who else does that? <laughs> CBS. And you know who CBS does it with? The Masters. The Masters is in complete control of what that sounds and looks like. I.e., that's why we get fake birds and yeah. stuff in the background at the Masters. Yeah. Yeah. And trees falling and almost killing people. You know. Um, but my point is, it's not unprecedented. No. Thursday Night Football at Amazon. It's but, not but unprecedented. You're not, but it's not as though the facilities or the network or the infrastructure is so valuable that you would... Bad money is never... You're never going to put bad money into a deal when it's that bad. Uh, Alex Chacon says, I haven't heard about Lisa Wilson in a while. Is she doing okay? Well, once the Aaron Rodgers trade is made. What now? Let me tell you what now. Uh, Cougar Tail says, Monty, no T-Swift. It's a trap. Exactly. He also yeah, says, casual. seriously, the relationships you and Jake have with these media people are amazing. We've worked really hard, dude. Yeah. Like it has been one of the things that we have, one of the things that we've succeeded at is a getting you guys to hit the like button. Seriously. Guys, we've had almost 4,000 views on the show and we only have 160 likes. Casual, mid, <laughs> brutal. Let's go lazy. Uh, hit the like button. That would be great. Um, I think one of the things that's very interesting is that the media companies want to talk. Yeah. Because they routinely take a beating in these things. Uh, Gilbert Canales, Fresno State is the fifth biggest city in California. Well, Fresno State is not a city. Fresno is a city. It ain't like you said, Reedley. My bad. Uh, ranks 54th in the nation, and the surrounding Central Valley has 4.3 million people. Cool. Apparently, none of them root for <coughs> Fresno State because, again, I just keep telling. And, and this is, look, Gilbert, and maybe you're my huckleberry here. 
Do you, do you need a single up, bro? Do you do you and Gilbert need to have a moment here? Come on, Skippy. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Fresno State. Sell me Fresno State. Back oh, your shit. Let's a, go. A lot of people. The surrounding valley, the Central Valley. What do, what do we do for a living in the Central Valley? Butthole. <laughs> We work with our hands, right? In all seriousness. Yeah. We work with our hands. We're laborers. We're farmers. We're agriculturalists. We're environmentalists. We're winemakers. We are small business owners. And I say this every time we talk about the Central Valley. Those are all great people. They're the heartbeat of America. I wouldn't guess that half of them watch college football. I know that region of this country intimately well. I've spent long, too, too many long hours in that region of the country. And the issue is Fresno State is not some legacy football program. They're not some legacy basketball program. Oh, they put guys in the NFL. So does your mom. Program. Like everybody puts guys in the NFL, bro. Everybody. The problem is Fresno State, you're not, you're like, oh shit, Fresno State's on, Jake? Whew, you better turn that on. No, Stay hard. Oregon's on. Oh man, turn on Oregon. Stay hard. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, let's see. Um, hmm, what's the Big 12 schedule look like? Oh, K-State's taking on BYU. Two million people are gonna watch that game. BYU, a religious institution that people just think are a bunch of weird people that, you know. Have our magic underpants and shit. Draw a million people to the team. In God's name, image, and likeness. Every time they play. Yeah. So it's not that Fresno State alums are bad. How many Fresno State alums are at their football games? Let me ask you this. How many Fresno State alums are at their road games? Because everybody wants to rip BYU to put, you know, hey, you put BYU in, put Fresno State in. Okay. Well, how many unbelievable crowds have you guys done on the road? Because I've seen three quarters of the stadium in New Mexico full of those Mormons in their weird underpants. And I saw BYU fans intimidate Oregon fans to the point where they had to slander them with religious hate. And I see the TV numbers that BYU puts up. Fresno State doesn't do that. Fresno State doesn't move the needle. It, it, and, and you can be upset about it. And we can sit here and we can go back and forth about it. How does Fresno, what, when, does anybody know who's the biggest basketball player ever at Fresno State? I don't fucking know, <coughs> neither do you. I have no idea. Like, we could talk about football, the Carr brothers. We can talk about Devontae Adams. All right, cool. Do they have seven basketball players ever? I'm sure they do, but I don't know who that is. I have no idea who that is. Right? Like, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, and my point is, and, and this is what I keep trying to get people in Fresno to understand. It's not like some knock on you that all of a sudden, hey, Fresno State like is some juggernaut in football, basketball. Like they're better. Honestly, their secondary sports, that's where Fresno State has value. It's not football and basketball. Yeah. So it just, it, it just is what it is, man. Yep. Yep. It, it it is what it be. There you have it. It is what it is. 
I mean, I don't hate Fresno State at all. And I feel like people think I hate Fresno State, and we always get the asshole yeah, that comes Yeah, people in. get all pissed. Listen, listen to me. You will put Fresno State in the Big 12. Deck ass. You will talk about them with the way that you talk about San Diego State, or we're going to throw tortillas at your ass. Where's the Italian? Okay, well, Fresno State just went to the final. I mean, Bulldogs are cute and shit, but they don't make us money because they don't go to the final four. Are people miring? Like, quite literally, San Diego State can be like, we just went to the Final Four, dude. Have you been to Old Town? I mean, I've been to Cattlemen's and flipping Fresno and Reedley. Reedley's um, great. I know it for schools and wine. Um, Cool. Okay. I feel better. <laughs> Gilbert Canellis says Paul George. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool, man. I love you, bro. That was such a clutch pull. Jeremy Callahan says tortilla throwing is Texas Tech. Okay. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. If you guys ever want to kick it, we'll flow. Cool. They have the best Mexican food in Old Town San Diego in the world. Yeah. San Diego State to the Big 12, Joe Berg says. <laughs> J.K. Marshall says, got to run. Good luck tomorrow and Thursday, Monty. Thanks, J.K. We'll see you Friday. See you. Or Thursday. I'll be here Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, we got a show Thursday. Well, it depends on what's hanging out of my ass, but yeah, we probably do. Probably, probably. Uh, Tanner says, yeah, they already did Greg Hawkins. Uh, what do you mean? What did what Greg, did old say? Greg say? Greg said, uh, fellow casuals, did they talk about Tavion Thomas yet? Dude, yeah, we did. Tavion, bro. Mm. Uh, for those of you who did not hear, um, Tavion Thomas, the Utah alum, is under arrest today, and he is not getting out of jail anytime soon. Um, he is alleged because remember he is charged, right? So is alleged, right? To have committed multiple domestic violence felonies, including holding his, uh, significant other at knife point, taking her cell phone away. And it is alleged that Tavion Thomas told this young lady, if you call the police, you'll be dead before they get here. He is being held without bail, and he will not have a detention hearing, which is to say they will not make a decision on if he can be out on either bail or ROR until the 21st of April. Man. By the way, did I mention he was projected to be a mid to late round pick in the NFL? My word. Dude. And again, I just keep sitting here saying, I just keep sitting here saying, dude, that I, I don't um, I don't know what you say about Tavion Thomas because I feel like this has been in the works for way too long. Yeah, I feel like all there is to say is he messed up. <laughs> and yeah, it has been in the works. Yeah, he was in the doghouse last year with Witt. He was missing time. He was not the workhorse back that they needed him to be. Yeah. And yet here we are. And it's really unfortunate. Yeah, we'll see, you man. I, I don't know. Um, and again, innocent until proven guilty. But doesn't mean you're not going to sit in that there's, jail cell. There's no way to get around this, no. Yeah. Like, Tavion Thomas is a troubled young dude. We had plenty of trouble off the field Yeah, this past year. He missed a ton of time. And it's just, it's a, it's a, you just feel terrible for the guy. You just feel very bad for the guy. And I, I just hope that somebody gets to him. I, I really do. I really hope somebody gets to him. Yeah. 
Um, you know, like it is, it is just one of those things where I don't know what you do. Aaron Wilson, big 12, uh, concert tour will be fantastic. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. I, I, I just, it's what we say every day, right? It seems like there's a laundry list of items that Brett Yormark has curated to give the big 12 more and more revenue. Like the concert tour, Mexico, Rucker Park, the, 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 the big 12 combine at Jerry world where they circumcise Skeeters. Like, you know, like it just seems there's all these things that your mark is doing that just is kicking the crap out of the pac 12. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know what more Brett your mark could do to just seal the, the fate of this conference. Like it's unbelievable to me that he continues Brett your mark to just terrorize George Klyovkov. Like he just, he's terrorizing the guy. Terrorizing the guy. Yes. You know, like it is, it I'm is. Shiva the god of death. Seriously. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Maury Alvarez says, Big 12 is the truck stop conference, but Utah is a flyover school and will never get an invite to the Big 10. Whatever. I just don't see the Big 10 doing that. Yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Feel-wise, it's just not there with Utah in the Big Ten. Utah is a perfect fit for the Big 12. I agree. I agree. And, and again, I will say your golf game is a perfect fit for Canyons Golf, who is the official golf course of the Monty Show. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait for all the snow to melt up in Park City. Uh, Darren Ingram, the head pro up there, pretty much the, the czar of Canyons Golf, sent us a photo last week. And they had dug out a big hole of snow. And underneath it was this plush, beautiful green. I cannot wait to hit them on that course this, yeah. this summer. It is going to be amazing. Canyons Golf has all kinds of opportunities for you. Not only, and I say this in all sincerity, Darren Ingram is one of the best pros, one of the best teaching pros in the country. He is a phenomenal guy. He's a veteran of our U.S. military. Darren's a stud. That course is unbelievable. The green and the the greens and the work that they have done on the grounds in general at Canyons. Now the quality of the course matches that unbelievable view in in Park City. It's everything you like. And by the way, if you're looking for a way to market, get on their GPS system. They have GPS on every one of their carts. You can have your logo, you can have your brand, you can have your solicitations in their GPS systems. If you want to take your boys out, you want to get away from the office or the site for a day. You want to hit some balls up at Canyons? Call Darren. Let him set it up for you. It's a great place to have an event, to have a corporate meeting, to have an outing, to have a golf tournament. I mean, you think about the infrastructure at Canyons Resort. Dude, they have everything you need from hospitality, food, beverage, world-class golf facilities, world-class teaching pro. And now, again, I just can't say enough about the world-class course that is in play up at Canyons. Hook it up. Canyons Golf the official golf course of the Monty Show. Uh, a couple more before we get uh, to our non-sports stories of the day. Uh, Riley O'Brien says, let's get a reset. Oh, this is going to catch on now, isn't Dude. it? Dude. This is going to catch on. I know, reset. I'm locked in on winning the game. That's... This is going to catch on now. That's. Dude. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You should have never brought it up. Uh, Dale Donut says, I've been to Fresno State football games. It's a garbage place to go compared to San Diego State. You got, I, I've because been. It's garbage. Now, I haven't been to Snapdragon, Dude. but I've been to San Diego State football games and I've been to Fresno State games. It, it's not even a comparison. With all due respect, it's just phenomenal. 
It's just phenomenal. Yeah. What, what the, Fresno State's a, a lovely institution, you guys. Fresno is a lovely town. The Central Valley is, I'm telling you, it's the heartbeat of our, uh, of our, of our agriculture in this country. That does not make it a desirable destination for the Big 12. It just does not. Yeah. Uh, Tanner says, I hope this winter wasn't a one-off. We need more winters like this. Yeah, because it would be nice not to have a drought. Uh, Joe Burke, Fresno State should join San Diego State with any conference, though with all due respect, got to keep that oil can going. I mean, With all due respect. You know. Yeah. Jeremy Callahan, ain't no reset. Ain't no reset. I'm locked in. <laughs> ain't no reset, man. I will have that for you Thursday, and I'm going to wear that thing out. Dale Donuts. Fresno and Boise should learn to love the Mountain West. Well. And again, I just ask, if Fresno State gets into the, the Pac-12, what does that do for the Pac-12? Oh, wait. If Fresno State gets into the Big 12, how does that help the Big 12 in any okay, way, Okay, that's enough. Stop, please. Just asking. Please. I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. You know. Uh, a Florida man. On Thursday, there will be nothing that ass or they will have to reschedule you in that ass or they will have to reschedule you. Okay, let's talk about it. Don't need a reset. I don't need a reset. I'm ready to like just (laughs) core that butthole out. (laughs) So we are off on the show tomorrow. We will have a best (sighs) of. We will have a, a, the best of tomorrow is all of our best Pac-12 content. And tomorrow is prep day for the colonoscopy on Thursday morning at seven. Yeah. And the key to a good colonoscopy is getting all the poop out the boho. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hugh Janus. So we are going to spare no laxative tomorrow. We are going to eat them all and drink them all. And we going to poop out all of that, all of that stuff <laughs> all day tomorrow. That's all it is. Jake. You said to me, uh-huh. I think it was yesterday. Yeah. You have to do this until you're crapping clear water. Yeah, you. that's how you know you've done a successful prep. Bro. Hey, look, the Cubs gave up a first-inning home run. Who knew? Wesneski sucks. How about that? I, I should just turn it's the It's the off. Mariners, and you're giving up first-inning bombs. Shut up, Jake. Um, <laughs> Eugenio Suarez is your dad. And your mom. Uh, the point is... Yes, you have to take laxatives and clean out your colon until you are until you are shatting clear water with a little bit of bile from your liver in it. It's ridiculous. Bro. <laughs> I, I and I'll Dude. tell you, I went home last night. Mrs. Monty's a stud. I went home last night and she had made me ground beef with asado seasoning from barbecue pit stop bbqpitstop.com get the asado seasoning because it's phenomenal she made me ground turkey i made three eggs i I put a little olive oil in the pan put the ground turkey in there warmed it up poured three eggs on top of it grilled a little white toast because i'm not allowed to have whole grains or fiber this week what was that like to have white toast i I hate it well i didn't have i had it was like french bread that i got sliced at okay yeah 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 Mm -hmm. i don't eat wonder bread white at all ever um, and usually I have 25, 30 grams of fiber every day. And well, the recommendation is 25 grams of fiber Yeah, every day. So I more than get that, whether it's my morning cereal, whether it is black beans, oatmeal, I, I almost always get it. 
But dude, tomorrow. <clears throat> so what is so you, you're most nervous about going under? That's like your biggest. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not nervous about the prep. I'm not nervous about the actual procedure. Yeah, because I, I, honest to God, my my, my yeah, genius. my Janus is on a. It's automatic. When I'm eating fiber and I'm eating the you know the things I usually eat, dude, I poop out foam poles every morning at like eleven. <laughs> no problem. They're you know like I was I've been watching all these TikToks. I dare you to get on TikTok and search colonoscopy. That's an issue. Because the thing you're going to hear is all these people are like, "Yeah, I found out today I have colon cancer." You know, I I saw that I had blood in my poop and I did nothing about it for like 3 years. I Bro. just thought cuz I eat spicy food. <laughs> <laughs> what? I actually am the guy that stands up and I look at my poop. Yeah. And I make sure it's good to go. Cuz if it's not, I'm getting it taken care of. Yeah. Right. So I'm not worried. I eat, like I said, I've eaten a ton of fiber for years. I did a, I did a 40 day juice fast. Like, man, that was tough, dude. It was, but I, I've done some things to help myself. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, if you are not, if you are 35 or older and you have not looked into a colonoscopy, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Cause it's real, dude. It is real. And my guess is, my guess is that. Much like Mrs. Monty, I'm hoping they find two or three polyps. They found two polyps, non-cancerous. A polyp is a little pouch of cells. And if you don't get those clipped out, they turn into cancer. Yeah. That's why you get a colonoscopy. Because all, and not if you, if, and if colonoscopy talk bothers you, you probably ought to head out. Yeah. You can go and ride uh, out. Because I'm telling you now, what they do is they have a hose Essentially, they have a long hose and a, con- a remote control in the doctor's left hand most of the time. They take this hose, they lube that somewhere up, and then up the chute. And they find, and you if know. you do your cleanse right, it looks perfectly clean. You see no fecal matter, no poop. If there's a little, they have water they can shoot through that hose, and it cleans it out a little bit. But what they're looking for is polyps or tumors. And usually the first, I think, I think it's like the first 10 inches of your colon is almost always where the colon cancer is. That's almost always where it is. So they're, they're going to fill your colon, your intestines, with air so that it stretches your intestines out so they can see them all really good. And they're looking for holes. They're looking for polyps. They're looking for tumors. And when you see colon cancer, it's unmistakable. It is a huge blob of death inside your colon. Yeah. And it's a tumor, and that's why it bleeds, right? So you really got to look at your poop. But my point is, if you're 35 or older and you have not thought about this or talked to your doctor, you ought to. If you have a family history and you're 30 or over, you should be talking to your doctor. If you are a guy, and I get this all the time, I get so much grief over the fact that I eat high-fiber cereal every day. Every morning, I probably have two full cups of high-fiber cereal because I want the smoke, dude. I want the smoke. I want the fiber. I need, my weakness is I need to eat more greens. I don't. I will buy a bag of salad, and it will rot in my refrigerator. And I don't know why I go through these stretches where I don't like making salad. Yeah. But then I'll go for like three weeks and just make a salad every night that's got like Butter pickles in it and tomatoes and fresh chopped onions and chives. And, and dude, I'm all, I'm all about it. Uh, Olive Garden Italian dressing, creme de la creme. And you can get that at the store and it is worth it. And then I won't eat a salad for like six months. I just look at that bag and it's like, ooh. 
But every day for lunch, what have we been eating? I get the quinoa brown rice mix at Costco. Yeah. I get the rotisserie chicken and I get a carton of egg whites. I make the chicken and the egg whites together and then I microwave the rice and quinoa, pour that onto a plate and dude, I'm good to go. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I am all about it. Yeah, dude. And I am hoping tomorrow that I do my prep and I just absolutely kick the crap out of my prep. So when do you have to start drinking the stuff? 6 a.m. as soon as I get out of bed. Damn. And it just goes from there. And you got to do, I think you got to do a whole gallon, I want to say. And I have the, you know what? The Where's my phone? There it is. Um, they send you the prep. The uh, I go to U Health. If you don't use U Health, you guys are crazy. Hello, man. U Health has an app that's just absolutely dominant. Yeah. Um, so what they do is they send you a note in your app, right? Uh -huh. And so I go in the app and first of all, last week they called me and like, yeah, I know your colonoscopy was at like two. Can we do it at 7 a.m.? Hell yes, you can, right? Um, oh, I don't see it here. So they have this app and they send you the they information. They send me the, the information. Yeah. And they tell you, hey, here's what you have to do. And it's very detailed instruction. Like it's, yes. very, it's very much At like the, by the book. Three days before your colonoscopy, you have to stop eating all fiber in all of its forms. Vegetables, fruits, all of the form. You can eat cooked vegetables. So Mrs. Monty has been making me mashed potatoes, uh, which I'll eat tonight for dinner. She made me a homemade pot pie. Yeah. Beautiful. Bomb. Uh, so I've been eating that. And tonight I'll go home and I'll have ground turkey and eggs again with a little toast. Then tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to start chewing these small tablets, which are laxatives. And then I'm immediately going to start drinking the first 28 ounces of this. I use body armor peach mango. And you pour the Miralux into the body armor. You drink that down. And I think you have four hours to drink the first 28 yeah, ounces. Yeah, I was going to say, is this a sip thing or you got to go? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jam that whole fucking thing, dude. I'm just going to drink the whole thing. And I'm going to put it on Instagram and TikTok. How did you get into this mindset, though, like of just like hammering it? Because like, I'm not, the... I can't sip it. I can't sip it or I won't drink it. Yeah. If I have to drink something, it's like when I take emergency. Right? I take emergency. You know, if the vitamin I, C powder. Yeah. If I sip it, I won't drink the whole thing. If I jam it, it's gone. Yeah. 20, 20 seconds. Yeah. And I just have an innate ability to turn my mind off and drink that shit. And that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to crap myself. Now, and what's then, your plan here? Because... The layout of Casa de Monte makes it so you got to go up a staircase to get to a bathroom. No, I can go down the staircase. Well, up or down. It doesn't matter. No, either. I can run down the stairs much more quickly. <laughs> okay. I am going to live in yoga pants, and I'm going to put a towel on the couch because let me tell you something. You ain't trusting them farts tomorrow. <laughs> you, know. you ain't trusting. Oh, my God, You ain't dude. trusting them farts tomorrow. Now, here's the other thing that I got to tell you. You want to lose 10 pounds? Get a colonoscopy. And those of us that work out, like I've worked out every day. Monday was my off day. I work out six days a week. And I'm trying to eat better to lose weight. And I'm thinning out. I'm gaining muscle. There ain't nothing like losing 10 pounds from a colonoscopy. How about that? You know. Do you really think you'll lose 10 pounds? Oh, just in water weight alone. Really? Mm -hmm. they, they say there are people, the average is 10 to 12 pounds that people lose. Damn. Because it just strips everything out of you. Yeah. Because you don't know. Here's the other thing, though. You don't know until you drink this stuff and chew them laxative tablets and drink the laxative, you have no idea what's in your colon. Now, me, I had the worst case of food poisoning last, last fall. 
in Los Angeles <laughs> for my mother-in-law's <laughs> wedding. I had an aged steak. Wagyu steak. And it just crushed me. Okay, shit myself for a day and a half. Everything was fine. I went and got tacos. No, nah, mistake, dude. And it absolutely destroyed me again. <laughs> and there was nothing left. Now, I don't eat a lot of red meat. You guys know I, I probably have two steaks a year. Yeah. I might eat three burgers, four burgers a year. I'm a chicken turkey guy. I, a little bit of sausage, but I don't like eating processed meat. I never eat bacon. So I don't expect to have any major contents up in the bajo. But I'm telling you right now, man, it will clear you out. Yeah, dude. Fat Jesus, my guy. There's a TikTok challenge to see how far you can sit from your toilet while going through the prep. Dude, I honestly don't know. I wonder, man. Like it's that's... probably 20 yards. Because, again, I have a, I have a, a multi-level house. I do not have a bathroom on my main level. I either have to go up the stairs or down the stairs to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go down the stairs. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go down the stairs. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Jeremy says TikTok challenge. Cougar Tail says, "Hey Jake, are you going to give us updates on the Monty bomb and his colonoscopy?" <laughs> Bigfoot Duck says, uh, baby wipes, Monty, baby wipes. Oh, hey, yeah, you got to, dude. We alre I already, listen, and have we not, maybe we haven't talked about this in a long enough time. Casa de Monty is all about that moist, flushable wipe. Moist, flushable wipes, baby. I am not a toilet paper guy in any way, shape, or form. Last week, somebody ran us out of moist, flushable wipes here at Casa de Maverick Center. And Sometimes, okay, maybe. It was jarring to the butthole. And I am a guy that, like, I have them here in my office. Oh, yeah, dude, you got to be prepared. I'm a moist, flushable wipe guy. So, Bigfoot Duck, I'm with you. Jeremy Callahan says, no bacon? What? Yeah, dude, bacon's nah, dude. terrible for you. Can't do it. K. Nurin. What's up, K? Yes, I lost 10 pounds myself. It's just like I get uh, better every time. <laughs> Fat Jesus says I made that up. I will, I will do a lot of Instagramming tomorrow. Yeah. I will do it. Truck Stop Gumby oh. opens his eyes. Hey, look at that. Zesty's Retro and Games. Zesty, welcome to the program. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate that, dude. He is in the entry-level membership. By the way, you guys, we need 13 more like buttons. Please hit the like button. Need 13 people to hit the like button. Let's go. Um, Cougar Tail. Upstairs or down the stairs? Or on the stairs. Yeah, so you're saying that going down the stairs is better. Oh, way quicker. Yeah. Right? Can't you run downstairs faster yeah, than upstairs? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And you got to lift your yeah, legs. you got to flex when you're going up. It kind of spreads your butt cheeks yeah. a little. It challenges your groin, which Dude, pushes on the old crap. I'm, I'm telling you now, I will not be trusting a single fart tomorrow. And I'm going to wear the gnarliest pair of boxer shorts I have. Because, <laughs> yo... Let's be honest. You Dude. have you have some pity for those boxer shorts. I'm not afraid to die. <laughs> when I die, I'm going to paradise. Dude, and I've got like a hundred Under Armour boxer shorts. I'll find one that I don't love so much. <sighs> MH5. Dude Wipes sponsorship coming soon. I love Dude Wipes. Yeah, big fan. Dude Wipes are good. Fat Jesus. Flushable wipes are actually not that flushable. Google it. Well, you know you what, know, dude? I've seen that. You know what? It is what it is, bro. But it's either soft, supple butthole or... Or sandpaper butthole. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know. Does it um, make you feel responsible? 
Bigfoot duck, super sleepy for four to six hours afterwards. Oh, is that right? Damn. I'll tell you, Mrs. Monty woke up from her colonoscopy, and she had hers like in November. Dude, she was up and at them. Yeah, I mean, so she's even like, let's if, go. Even if you're still, even if you're still laggy for four to six hours, we'll still have a program for you. Yeah, I should be good to go by three yeah. on Thursday. Yeah, you know, CJ Vance not trusting a single fart. This topic is amazing, dude. You're not kidding. You are okay. not kidding, Ryan Fair. I take 800 milligrams of magnesium oxide daily for migraines every day as a colonoscopy. Oh, oh fucking a. Pause, bro. Pause, dude. You know what Eat freaked me out a little bit? Bro. So the lady on the phone screening me for the colonoscopy was like, hey, you're fat. Hey, you're this. Hey, you're that. And like, it was like, hey, no. Hey, you're fat. No. She's like, fat? I see. Because I take minoxidil for hair loss. I, it's a tablet. Dudes, you losing a little hair? Ask your doctor about low-dose minoxidil. It's what's fat? in the hair shit that you put on your scalp. But the problem is that cream you put on your head doesn't work. Because it has to actually make contact with your skull. Yeah. Um, the the oral pill you take that t real small pill once a day works money. I have like beavers growing in my ears and nose. Trust me. Um, and she's like, "Oh, you have hypertension." I'm like, "No, I don't." And she's like, "Well, I see you take minoxidil." I'm like, "Yeah, because I'm fucking fat and bald. That's why I take minoxidil." <laughs> right? So she was like, "Okay, that's good. This is good. That's good. This is good." By the way, do you take? Uh, ibuprofen i'm like semi-regularly i have a neck thing so i get headaches in my neck and she's like oh okay <clears throat> you know when you're like disappointed you i'm know, not mad i'm just disappointed, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. oh okay i don't go anywhere without advil yeah because i have this neck thing the great equalizer i got in an accident a car accident when i was like 18 i got rear-ended so i have a neck thing it's terrible for your intestinal tract. Truck stop Gumby. Any bets on the number of polyps they find inside Monty? Oh, what are you thinking? I'm hoping for for three or less. Three or less. Okay. Three or, three less. or less. Okay. Three or less. Because I don't eat. A, I don't have family history. I don't eat a lot of red meat. Yeah. I do a lot of things to help myself. I take vitamins. Eat a ton of fiber. Hoping for three or less. Yeah. Fat Jesus, you should go P. Diddy white tracksuit, dude. Damn. Damn. Yes, bro. you did. Yes, and you I'm like, did. And I'm like the overly aggressive butthole cleaner. Yeah. So, like, I use moist flushable wipes. And look I, at me. I, 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 I tell everybody, I spray my butthole out in the shower. <laughs> I do. And he's like, I'm never doing that. If you're not doing that, your butthole's not clean. I'm just. freaking I'm just telling you, man. I'm just telling you. CJ Vance, I read that one already. Matt Witt, uh, Ritson, are used 4K camera going up to butt? Yes, it is. Dude. Yes, it is. Matt Hart says bidet. Gregory Hawkins, you stud, he says bidet. Um, I would love a bidet. Salty Drunk, thank you for answering my DM money. I have booked in to see my doc. Nice. Atta boy. And I, I got a lot, and I'm glad you said that, Salty. I got a lot of people who are like, dude, I'm 50. That one guy was said to me, and I won't say your name. He said to me, I'm 57 years old and I eat bacon every day. Butthole. And he said, you guys have me eating five guys. He's like, I've never had a colonoscopy because I don't believe in going to the doctor. <coughs> and I said to him, you're 57. You should go to the doctor. Yeah. Like if you are, if you, it's sincerely, if you are 35 or older and you haven't been to your doctor, 
Go to your doctor. Ask him about your colonoscopy. Yeah. Get it done. Because it, it is quite literally the only way to save you from colon cancer. You're, roll, you're playing roulette, man. And it doesn't. it's not that the gun's got one bullet. It's got like six. Yeah. Because you, I guarantee you, if you are the way we eat, if you're, four, if you're 40 or over, you have polyps in your colon. Yeah. And there's things you can do. You can take vitamins. You can do what I do, which is eat a hell of a lot of high fiber cereal, high fiber. I love fruit. I eat bananas. I love strawberry. I love blueberries. But how many people actually do that? I have to twist this dude's arm to get him to eat beans and high fiber cereal. Okay. I like beans. But you don't eat enough of them. Wow. You know, if you have not been to your doctor, please go talk to your doctor. Find a doctor. If you don't get a yearly physical, you should be getting a yearly physical, man. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, I've been eating about five pounds of bacon a week for the last three years. And my blood work is the best it's ever been from horrible triglycerides and A1C over nine to triglycerides in normal range. Well, you did something different then. Yeah. Because just bacon, eating bro. bacon is not changing that. And by the way, by the way, you can eat whatever you want. Right? Like my cholesterol is perfect. My, I don't have hypertension or high blood pressure. Or like your genetic, everybody's genetics are different. But don't kid yourself. If you've been eating, what did you say? Five pounds of bacon a week for three years? There is a negative impact on that in your system. Somewhere. Whatever it is. Imagine if you stopped eating that bacon or stopped eating five pounds and maybe, I don't know, had five pieces a week. What would that do to your health? Because there's no way to spin the fact that five pounds of bacon for the last three years is not good for you. No. There's no way to, to spin Oh, that. boy. Dude, the Hawks are up nine. 36-27 Atlanta is... I, I warned you about this game. Uh, our homie said, time to upgrade to the bidet. Change your life. I need to. I do. Jeremy Callahan says, bacon is not bad, but it's not good. Uh, Fat Jesus, if they find a... Uh, if they find polyps, what are they naming it? Grocock or Tanner? Yeah, who are if so? Okay, if you have three, if you have three of them, who are the who's getting a name? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know, dude. <laughs> Zesty retro in game says I'm calling five point three. You're casual, dude. I will not be happy if I have five and a half polyps in my intestines. Yeah, I would not be happy about that. Yeah, like come on now. Yeah. Uh, truck stop Gumby says, put me down for two. Matt Hart says, hopefully uh, for zero, Monty. Best of luck. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate that. James McKenzie, bacon tastes good. Pork chops taste good. I love pork, pork chops. Dude, a good God, moist dog. pork chop is so tough to beat. Oh, it's so good. Jeremy Callahan, I eat whole uh, a whole package of bacon almost every day. You do not. No, you do not. Stop. I don't buy that. Uh, truck stop Gumby. Uh, beans, beans, the magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. The more you toot, the better you feel. Yeah. Have beans at every meal. Uh, Zesty says, you got me scared, Monty. You Go talk be. to your doctor. You should be. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, you can fast intermittently, which will cause your body to repair and recycle. Eh, it depends on who you ask. There's just no way to spin the fact <laughs> that if you're eating bacon, you are bringing in more fat. You are bringing in more saturated fat, triglycerides, steroids. What kind Is it organic in any way, shape, or form? Like, what are they eating? What is that pig being fed? Like, you just don't know 
How many pesticides are in that bacon? Like, There's no need to justify eating bacon. We all love eating bacon. I love bacon. I, I, I love bacon, but there's no getting around the fact that if you're eating it every day, that's probably too much. I mean, I, I, I can even get down with once a month if you really are working your ass off in the gym, but I just wouldn't be eating it that much, man. It's just not necessary. Fat Jesus says I eat 20 bowls of peanut butter crunch a day so I can get my daily fiber intake. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Tanner says, I've been trying to eat less meat. I only eat beef very rarely. My main meat is chicken. I've been trying to drink more water, too, and I've been going uh, number two like oh, crazy. Oh, dude, water's the secret sauce, bro. You get you get 80 ounces of water I'm a day, telling you. you're cooking, bro. I am telling you. Water is the key. Uh, I have this big-ass canteen that I carry around now, and I know if I can just drink this whole thing by the time I get home, I'll have my one. I'll have my cup of water with dinner, and we're good to go. Good to go. Kay Nuren says Monty's going to outlive us all. Your words to God's ears, right? Speak it into existence. Jeremy Callahan, no negative impact from that. I was a diabetic, and I I eat a hundred percent keto, maybe. But again, where do you get? Does anybody truly understand where cholesterol comes from? The only place you get cholesterol is from animal products. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And hey, look, man, if keto works for you and your doctor's on board, knock it down. I'm not trying to judge you. I'm Bro, not, it's wild. You know. I don't mean to cut you off. It's wild to see Quinn Snyder on the tube. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. He's, I'm telling you, he has made a difference there. He has made a real difference in Atlanta. Everybody has talked about that. Yeah. I, they, I would trade Trey Young today. Yeah. Okay, real quick before we get out of here, one last story. Do you trip tip your DoorDash driver? <laughs> This is a tough one because there is some backlash. I bought Foo Fighters tickets today. And one of the things I'm really upset about with the Foo Fighters tickets is the $57 a ticket in surcharges. Dude. I said $57 a ticket in surcharges. And the thing that really bothers me about DoorDash and the reason I never use DoorDash or Uber Eats, and Uber Eats occasionally because it's free for, through my Amex Platinum, it's one of the things I get free. But one of the things that really bothers me is all of the fees. It makes the food unbelievably expensive. You're paying 50 bucks for Taco Bell. Yeah. Right? So one of the reasons that I don't use it is because of those fees. But I will be honest with you, and you're going to call me a cheapskate, I do not tip the Uber Eats driver. Right. I do not tip the DoorDash driver because I'm already paying an astronomical amount of money. Yeah. And a lot of them, one of the other things that people are pissed about, and by the way, the bottom line is more and more Americans are refusing to tip the food delivery service guys mm -hmm. because the surcharges have gone up significantly to compensate for the lack of business since the pandemic ended. Yeah. Do you, how often do you DoorDash? Nah, I, I used to, I got into a little bit of a run when we were still at the old Yelpatory working from the crib, yep. you know, but, uh, I, I'm not nearly as much now. And you know what I found? I just, I just, I enjoy eating the food that I make. Like I like eating the food that I make. And yes. the, the tough part is, is like, I know that if I, you know, if I get my what, two pounds or a pound mm -hmm. of ground Turkey and I make that and you know, I taco season it and like, you know, you do it up, you do yourself right for the week. You're just going to crush that. Like, and it, and it feels good too. Like, in, again, speaking of colonoscopies and stuff, yeah. like it doesn't sit heavy in your stomach, which is one of my biggest pet peeves. I hate when things like bog me down or like sit real heavy in my stomach. And so, you know, no, I, I haven't been door dashing almost at all since we, since we 
move to the Mav. And I think that it's, it just is this thing where it's like, Hey, if, like we have a fridge here, like if you make good food and you bring it, it's just really enjoyable. And by the way, the other thing that I think is crucial in this is the time. Dude, if you order DoorDash, you're waiting like 30, 40 minutes from the yes. time you hit pay. So is your food even going to still be hot or in a good place? Like fries don't travel well, right? Like quesadillas don't travel well. Like there are very few things that actually travel well. I, I mean, would agree. Even like a Chipotle bowl doesn't travel that well. So that's why I say like super I just, chicks, super chicks does not, not travel well at all. No, like the bun will get soggy. The fries will get soggy. Like it's bomb if you get it fresh, but it sucks on DoorDash. Yes, it and does. And that's the reality of food delivery. So, so I say like, dude, like I know it's a pain in the ass. You got to go out of your way. But I'm telling you, if you just do a simple, basic ass meal prep, you will be thanking yourself, man. Just make some turkey, get the rice quinoa mix from Costco. It's bomb. You know, add a little, you know, add a little veg to it if you can, and you're good to go. It's easy. Yep. The Heat are doing everything you can do to lose a game. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So there's an argument going on about bodybuilding and body types. Oh, God. McKinnitech Dan says, I get about two gallons of water a day. It's just all carbonated with caffeine and high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> My guy. Greg Hawkins. If you're thin and fit, you can eat away, you can get away with eating more stuff because you are one, eating less food and therefore smaller portions. And two, your body is able to process nutrients more efficiently. I agree with that wholeheartedly. One of my biggest struggles is proportions, right? Jeremy Callahan says, I also have a degree in biology and chemistry. So I'm not a plotting idiot about it either. I don't think you're a plotting Nobody idiot. He said you're an idiot, man. I just don't think that. Not at all. Look, I, I, I just don't think that we need to be like, like again, I, and I don't mean to just repeat myself, but I love bacon too, bro. I just don't think we have to sit here and defend the fact that bacon is not healthy for you. Yeah, it's bomb, but it's not healthy. I'm a big believer in that your genetics largely predetermine the significant health events in your life. But if you eat like an idiot, you're going to cause significant health events in your life. And one of the reasons they've moved the colonoscopy age back to the 40s and 30s, depending <coughs> on your history, is because we eat so much char charred and red meat. Yeah. And so you got to check. But I think you have to have a relationship with your doctor. I go to the doctor every year. Every August, I get a physical. And I don't plan on stopping that. So that's how I know my cholesterol numbers are good. My A1Cs are good. My pisses my wife off every year. She hates it. But I do a lot of things to bulletproof that. I take vitamins every single day. And I have for the last 20 years. I eat fiber. I drink a ton of water. A ton, I, I try every day to get 100 ounces. I almost never cross 60. But I try every day to get 100 ounces of water. I'm going to go back to my tall flask. Yeah. I need to do that. But my point is, dudes, we, we have to stop being so proud we have to stop being so proud. It's 36 we just can't, hours, dude. We just can't. We can't do it. You know, like, and by the way, a lot of people ask me about, you know, the colonoscopy prep's not worth it. Yeah, it is. It's one day to save the rest of your life. Yeah. It's one day to save the rest of your life. How is that not worth it? I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, where's Giggity? Do you tip on carryout orders? Like if I go pick it up? Depends. It really depends on what we're picking up. Where, like if it's Mo Butters? No. No. 
If it's the Asian Bistro, I do, usually. Oh, that's the other part of the conversation. If it's small local business, every time. Yeah. Every single time. Yep, totally agree. If it's chain, no, almost never. Totally agree. Um, Zesty Retros and Game. I do DoorDash for a living. We have a lot of DoorDashers that listen to this show. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I, 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 I mean, it's just, it costs so much money. Yeah, and, and I think the trouble and is, is now, now we're getting to a place where we just don't DoorDash. We don't anymore. We just don't. Like, and I'll tell you, the Ticketmaster thing today really pissed me off. I love the Foo Fighters. I got phenomenal seats through Citibank. But my God, $57 a ticket for what? For what? For what? I, I just... Mm. Yeah. Uh, Tanner says, I never use DoorDash, so I don't tip them. I think you're with a lot there of people. Go. Matt Hart. Uh, the online charges for tickets is beyond ridiculous. Yes, it is. Truck Stop Gumby, at least the Foo Fighters won't cancel on you, unlike Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. You know, giggity, there you are. Kay Nuren says, Far, uh, fat from pigs and cows is better than the plant oil. Stop. Stop. Uh, plant sterols are arguably one of the best things that you can get. Uh, Tanner says, speaking of more betters, I'm going there for dinner tonight. Oh, Jealous. Boy. So joyous. Fat Jesus, my dad died at the age of 55 and my brother at the age of 56. Go to the doctor and catch things early. My guy. Yeah. My guy. Kurt Myers, do not take cheap vitamins or synthetics. Vitamin E, it is toxic. I don't take vitamin E, number one. And two, I pay through the nose for my vitamins. That's great advice, Kurt. Mr. Preston, hey, dude. Not a big uh, delivery tipper. I do love me some Foo Fighters. Going, cannot wait. It's in all. I can't wait to get back to concerts. Metallica! Yeah. I couldn't do Metallica just because the fees were so expensive. But I would love to see Metallica in Los Angeles. Jesus. They're doing stadium shows. You know where else I almost bought tickets to surprise my wife? Metallica at Soldier Field in Chicago. That'd be awesome. Salty Drunk, I do Uber Eats if I uh, get a good driver. He is mindful of food temperature and efficiency. And I'd rather tip cash because I don't, I don't trust the app. Yeah. That's a good point, Salty Drunk. All right, that's it. Show's over, my friends. Peace and love to all of you. I'll be crapping myself tomorrow. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and lesser TikTok, Instagram. Yeah. I don't love TikTok. Follow me on Instagram, The Monty Show, M O N T Y, The Monty Show. I will uh, chronicle my pooping tomorrow. And then I will uh, be back on the show Thursday at 3 o'clock, Mountain Time. That'll be 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific on the Monty program. Until tomorrow, Jake. Or until Friday, Thursday. Fuck! Until Thursday, Jake, say goodbye. Goodbye, Jake. <laughs>